0: Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
1: What is up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another edition of the Gypsy Tales podcast, and this time coming at you with the homie, Brandon Lupos. Uh, This dude is a G. Uh, He basically qualified. For the Olympics and then recently, I mean, basically yesterday, uh, we found out that the Olympics has been postponed. Uh, but in talking to Brandon, I still have no doubt that he will be coming back to Australia when the Olympics does uh, actually take place with a medal around his neck in BMX Park. Uh, really, really rad dude. He's such a nice humble guy, uh, really honest in this podcast, and uh, and he's a, a massive Moto fan as well. So I really enjoyed talking to Brandon. He's a great dude, uh, and this will definitely not be the last time that he joins us on the gypsy tales podcast but before we get into today's podcast just got to give a quick shout out to our sponsors uh the guys at mx store are still there they're still shipping orders and uh they're still the best uh you can head to mxstore.com.au uh if You'll want to be uh, stuck inside and uh, you've got a bit of a project bike build that's been on the go for a while. Uh, this is a perfect time to get it done. So mxstore.com.au, order whatever you need to get your dirt bike looking spick and span and running like an absolute dream for when this uh, when all this COVID-19 business is over. Uh, also, it's probably not a bad time to... Uh, to chuck some fresh stickers on your bike, you've definitely got the time to uh, make sure there's no bubbles coming out in, in that bad boy. Uh, you can head to rivalincdesigncode.com and uh, use the promo code Gypsy Tales or Gypsy Gang for 15% off. Uh, and while you're at it, the perfect uh, I guess the perfect combo is uh, is a Thrill Seekers seat cover. So you can head to thrillseekerscollection.com. Uh, you can design your own seat cover or you can choose uh, from some of the super gangster stuff that they do there. They just released the Jared McNeil tree camo seat cover today. Uh, so yeah, get amongst it and get yourself basically the best seat cover in the game. Uh, also got to give a big shout out to the guys at Boost Mobile. Uh, they are doing... Everything they can to keep us running 100% during this time uh, and it is much appreciated. Uh, Basically, if you do need a SIM card, if you need like a backup thing just in case anything goes out, uh, you can head to any service station and buy your prepaid SIM card um, and then you can just go through the website boost.com.au to activate and get it all sorted. Uh, Also, just got to give a massive shout out uh, to Sammy uh, and the team at Fist. Uh, He is going to be helping us uh, keep this whole thing running for this month. So just for that, we got to give uh, his basically now iconic handwear company, Fist Handwear, a plug. Uh, If you want to get 20% off your very own pair of Fist gloves, then you can type in the the lovely code, FuckJace, uh, and you're going to get 20% off your entire fist handwear order. Uh, JB, the mad dog, is probably going to put some uh, some nobbies over his face and just keep shipping orders uh, throughout this time. And also, it is starting to cool down a little bit. So uh, protect yourself from uh, getting a cough that could lead to corona uh, and head to dixonquality.com.au, D-I-X-X-O-N quality.com.au and get yourself basically the... Uh, Dopest flannels in the game. You would have seen me wearing these on multiple occasions anytime the studio gets cold. Uh, I absolutely love these things. I was actually in one of them when I crashed in Vietnam, um, but still love them, still love them to death. Uh, and also, really cool sponsor to be jumping on board, and it's such a, a needed time. Uh, we're going to be having a lot of downtime, so I have ordered myself a copy. Of monster energy supercross the official video game 3 uh, that is out now and it is basically the best supercross game that has ever been made everything is official uh, from the teams the training compounds uh, monster energy supercross 3 is the exact replica of the supercross world the game will feature 2019 uh, the 2019 monster energy supercross season with a hundred riders of both 450 uh, and 250 categories 15 official stadium tracks for the very first time in the series, it will now include the possibility to join the official Supercross teams of the 2019 championship in career mode. So you'll finally have the chance to be a factory rider. I never got that chance, so I'm going to try and earn a spot on a factory roster uh, in the game. So... Uh, really excited and we are going to be uh, building a Gypsy Tales compound online uh, and then we're going to be having some comp- competitions to throw down some heaters. I know Jat's just got his copy, Sam just got his copy, and we're also going to be giving away some copies as well. Um, so thank you very much to our sponsors. Uh, we also have just started a Patreon account, so you can head to patreon.com slash uh And you can join our Patreon. We're going to have a message board there, uh, which is going to have a lot of the gaming info uh, in it. Uh, We're going to do some Q&A stuff in there. And I'm also going to be doing some exclusive Patreon podcasts. Uh, Everyone that signs up to the Patreon is going to get uh, access to the YouTube podcasts early um so i'm going to be posting them 24 hours early exclusive for uh the people that want to support the gypsy tales community uh and i'm excited it's been something i've wanted to do for a long time i've just really wanted to figure out the way to do it right um and if you want access to the message board and you cannot afford uh the fee that uh patreon charges uh then please find my email address through the Instagram, send me an email and we'll let you in. Uh, also just got to give a shout out to the guys at Crick's Tweed. Uh, they've been hit really hard by uh, everything that's going on. So if you are in need of a new car, uh, if it had to happen, uh, head, well, you can't really head there, but uh, give those guys a call, send them through an email uh, and they are still giving away that bike, uh, at the end of June 30. So, um, any new car, the chances just got better too. They're not going to be selling as many cars. So, uh, you can win yourself a brand new KTM four hundred and fifty SXF uh, through the guys at Crix Tweed. So head to crickstweed.com.au. Uh, thank you very much to listening for this long winded ad read. Um, but in this time, it is really, really important that we take the time to thank our sponsors that, uh, are doing their best to keep us running. So thank you very much. And I hope you guys enjoy today's podcast. Everyone was always, when I said that I was going to do it like full time and it was going to yeah. be like, you know, full on, everyone was like, you're going to run out of people and like, you're not going to be able to do it with, you know, you're not just going to be able to keep doing it and doing it. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, it just hasn't stopped.
2: That's so crazy. It's good you, you, um, not prove people wrong by you like I'm gonna do this and then you ended up do, doing it bigger and better than more than you would probably yeah. like perceive, dude it's already
1: you know? it's already way bigger than I thought it'd be that's and it's what, only gonna get bigger too yeah and that's what people always say they're like um, they're like oh what what do you want it to be and I'm like it's already bigger like it's bigger <laughs> yeah, than yeah. I thought it could be anyway so it's just like oh that's better that's loud as fuck yeah um uh, oh, flip those headphones around. Oh just, yeah, yeah, they're okay. on the left, on the right, and the right. So yeah, this one. yeah, it's weird because the the cord, like you, ever you're used to the cord being yeah, on yeah, this yeah. side. Yeah, oh, um, that's all good. Are you gonna uh, are you gonna intro the podcast in Spanish for us?
2: Um, I can try. i i fre- I can. I mean, I might have to freshen up a little bit, but um, I can try. Let's do it. All right, hola amigos. Uh, <laughs> let me try again. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Putting um, him on the spot
1: in another
0: language.
2: Hola amigos, ¿cómo estás? Estamos aquí en Gold Coast, Australia. Yo soy, yo soy aquí con con mi amigo Jace. Yeah, estamos aquí hablando mierda, muy mierda aquí here. Gypsy tales podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's so sick brandon Lupos. everybody is in the building right now Uh, it's the podcast i'm extremely excited about um for a number of reasons the main one being that Lupos is a fucking mad dog (laughs) of everybody's uh everybody's accounts and uh a friend through a lot of my friends so i'm stoked that we uh, got to hang out today did a little bit of filming down at one of the parks in uh in helensvale uh,
2: I think it is yeah it's right by Harbour Town so yeah be, yeah Helens Vale yeah
1: so yeah we uh we got in did a little bit of filming and now we're in uh, to talk a bunch of fucking good shit about BMX
2: yeah keen as and moto hopefully <laughs> yes
1: dude I didn't know that you were such a moto frother but I guess it makes sense because um you like actually listen to the podcast at times and it's like yeah. mainly those moto dudes so
2: I feel it's crazy because even though I ride BMX freestyle and I'm mainly around freestyle people but my it's like you know when i grew up riding that's all i wanted to do is bmx and and just live breathe sleep bmx and when i started becoming a professional i kind of needed that outlet you know you can't just be fully just like yeah with your sport you know i feel like it's not healthy to kind of just be so dedicated to a fact you're like oblivious to the rest of the world and what's around it yeah and when i first signed with my agent lucas myrtle he was um Still into like freestyle moto and help, it, and then he got into racing. And when he first signed, like some moto dudes, I kind of like just like not watched him, but just like checked his guys out, see yeah. if they were good, and then yeah. and seeing him progress to what he is now, like I'm so proud of him. And dude, it's it it's crazy because. When I I didn't expect me to find like a love that I have for BMX and something else. Yeah. Like when I first found moto, I was just like, even though I like don't ride moto by any means. Last time I rode a dirt bike was right before I sold my dirt bike to move to America. Yeah. And that was like over two years ago, but like I'm not gonna say like I know all the parts on the bikes and I and like I know anything about really anything when it comes to mechanic sides. But dude, like it's I live and breathe moto. Like I just love it. Yeah
1: yeah i think it's rad like that's one of the things like i was saying to you today that the whole if it, the one thing that i've really learned by doing the podcast is that so many guys just froth the moto thing from different sports like the bmx guys and then massive in the mountain bike stuff like a yeah. bunch of the a bunch of the really um they really good mountain bike dudes have froth the moto and it's like they've all it seems like They all kind of congregate in the little like gypsy tales community it's like a crazy little thing to watch
2: yeah it's crazy too because i'll photo i'll follow like other mount black mount black riders not because like they're good or whatever but because they're into moto as well like like cam zinc is super into moto and i'll I'll like eh? yeah and i'll like follow him i'll be stoked on his mount Black stuff and when he posts a moto clip i'm like yeah. yes
1: <laughs> do, do you follow um like brooke mcdonald and win masters nah, to don't man they're like full moto frothers. <laughs> like they've been at every every like auckland supercross and they've that's got so yeah they, they ride flat out so yeah it's like it's such a crazy community around the whole moto scene
2: it brings people together man like i think it's just blacks in general you know i'm not gonna say that bmx isn't i mean that's what bmx is to me but I just feel one. I feel like with moto, you so many different people. Doesn't matter if they're from you know enduro or trials yeah. or whatever. They they all know motocross. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. And I feel like for me, I've always wanted to race motocross. Ever since my cousin got me into BMX freestyle, like before I even knew what BMX freestyle was. Yeah, I wanted to race moto with with my cousin. But my my uh, my dad obviously couldn't afford moto. It's a very expensive sport. Yeah, and you know he just said whatever you want to do on a moto do it on this push bike yeah and that's pretty much where it all started but i've always had that like appetite to race moto obviously it's too late now to try and race moto but hopefully like after bmx yeah i was gonna
1: say like i'm pretty sure you'll get to a point in your career where uh you will be able to have like the cash to burn to buy that kind of shit and then you will have the time you know especially towards like not like the end of your career, but I feel like you definitely get to a point where it's like you've accomplished a bunch of your goals and then it's like you can kind of relax into more lifestyle sort of stuff and video parts and like being around the industry. And then I feel like you're just going to be one of those dudes that just goes full moto.
2: Yeah, I mean, with a lot of BMX riders that retire, they... Go and do other things, or yeah. like one of my, one of my, I, I consider him a mentor. Mike Spinner is a mentor of me. He owns a nutrition company called EVL Nutrition. Yeah. And it's one of the highest growing, uh, evoli- highest growing nutritional based stuff around like proteins and yeah, BCAAs yeah. and stuff, like pro- protein stuff. It's that's the fastest growing brand in America right now. Yeah. Wow. And he's like, he went off and did that stuff. And then I have a friend, I have a few other friends that you know retire BMX and they go into videos or they yeah. go into you know you know other stuff open open bike shop bike shops up or yeah something but for me I feel like after BMX I don't want to say like what I would do because there's so much stuff I want to do yeah. like dude if I could be like owner of a race team or try and help BMX freestyle grow in Australia or even like yeah like try and be a part of the motocross industry like I'd love to be like a, a team manager or I feel uh, like you could do it yeah I got offered a few positions like I have a friend of mine oh my girlfriend works for Monster and like the yeah I like kind of said to the boss that I love motocross and he was like oh we, we're looking for <laughs> we an amateur guy and I was like oh I can't do that you know
1: <laughs> so <laughs> there's a conflict there
2: massive conflict <laughs> but obviously like i love moto and i and i think me being a fan makes it love makes me love it even more because yeah. I, f- I feel like if i've met like some of the dudes i see that obviously not a lot of people like in the motor industry for good reason it would make me not be not be as stoked on moto but be like oh you know yeah there's always going to be those pricks around you know
1: yeah um and then you were saying before that you would like half be keen to do a podcast yeah, Or Let's like yeah. start your own. I'm all about that idea, dude. Dude,
2: yeah. it's what crazy. What it in the loop? In the loop or something? Yeah, yeah. let's do it.
1: I'm down, dude. <laughs> let's do it. Get your little travel kit and document your travels cuz I mean, that's like the one thing I think just fans want to feel like a part of what you have going on. And it's like you're living such a extreme version of, you know, like all those kids at the skate park today. Yeah. It's like they're there and they're like doing backflips and they're doing whatever they're doing and it's like they're looking you can see them like looking across at you guys like that's the level that they want to be at and i think that any time that you can i guess like let those kids into that world a little bit more it's yeah. like they fucking froth that shit and i mean i i did but it was like bar to bar great outdoors racer yeah. x trans world like verb moto like that was my thing it's like yeah. these days now it's like the whole youtube thing or even like dude how famous is harry maine on youtube dude, like insane in gnarly dude Dude,
2: yeah well same as ryan williams too like yeah, yeah. bro like, dude
1: crazy shit speaking of people coming on the podcast willie's actually gonna come on the oh, podcast really? which would be sick yeah
2: dude i love willie he's one of my gr- best friends really you yeah ha-
1: you guys hang out a bunch i mean like well we, with travel and yeah,
2: stuff w- yeah we we did we definitely don't see each other as much as i guess we'd like to but when we do see each other, we get on, like, a house on fire for sure. Yeah. Like, it's funny because um, when we are at at uh, X Games this year, my uh, my girlfriend was watching myself and Ryan do stuff for the Special Olympics. Yeah. And they were sitting together and they were just talking about, like, apparently how similar Ryan and I are.
1: Yeah, right. So,
2: it's, like, it's really cool. Like, we hung out there. We hung out in Sydney for X Games. And I was there when he did his first X Games, which was really cool. We also did Nitro together. Oh, I didn't know like, you were on Nitro. Yeah, a lot of people don't. And huh. yeah, I used to, I did Nitro Circus from 2000, late 2012 to, I think my last year was 2016. So four years or something. Yeah, right. years. Yeah. And then. Yeah, shit. yeah And then I. Um,
1: are you one of those dudes where people are just like, oh, he come out of nowhere?
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe. I feel like I've been competing for a real long time. But when um, I was always, the, it's weird. I feel like I was reborn. You know, when I first did Nitro, no one knew who I was. Like, I had 2,000 Instagram followers and I started Nitro. Yeah, right. And then um, when I started, you know, making money from Nitro, I started putting it back into, like, just riding. Like, yeah. going to the contests and making a name for myself where I feel like I wasted a lot of my time because even though I was paying for myself to go to these contests, I definitely wasn't ready to go get last place. I feel like it's a waste such a waste of money on my part to go yeah. there and... Lo- go get go get last but at the same time i feel like if i didn't get last i wouldn't have been so hungry to get first yeah like i am now yeah so maybe it's a you know vice yeah, i versa. feel like
1: it's sort of like one of those things it's just like a rite of passage you know like you just kind of got to go through that shit to like get to that yeah that point where yeah. you're at now and especially man like you're literally like the dude right now in the world so it's like or oh, one of maybe <laughs> you. three you know yeah so it's like fuck bro whatever you did worked yeah you know it might not have been like the rosy path to get there but it's like you fucking got there
2: yeah no it, it, it was definitely a long long uh long rough brick road for sure to get to where i am today but obviously it's not over and, yeah and i want to you know keep going for years to come like my girlfriend asks me all the time like not like when i want to quit but what would i want to do after bmx and i just mm. think like obviously we're talking about maybe going in a moto but i just don't want to think about that day i just want to think about what i'm doing yeah until that day not till that day comes until i'm like over it and just want to go do something else yeah just enjoy every moment while i can
1: dude fucking so you should like yeah. it's a crazy ride that you're on like you get to be on this fucking insane journey of like trying to be well, you're trying to be an Olympic champion, man.
2: Yeah, it's hard. It's crazy. I never thought that BMX freestyle would be in the Olympics, ever. Yeah. Like, ever in my, my formative years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, what's the deal? Like, let's get into the Olympic stuff a little bit then. So, yeah. like, you've got to get selected for the team, but it's like you were saying today that only one dude is actually even guaranteed to get into the Olympics as it stands right now, right?
2: Well, it's an entry entry-level sport for the Olympics. So they're kind of not, it's kind of weird how to explain it, but we have eight countries and nine riders and the dominating country gets two riders. Japan automatically gets a spot, and the, the way it works is like we have a country ranking and the Olympic ranking, which is like ranked off countries, your two highest placing riders from each country qualify points for the country. Yeah. So myself and Logan Martin qualify points for Australia right now.
1: Is Australia the highest qualified country at the moment? It
2: will be after this weekend. Yeah, but um, it, we were not too far behind America, but America was—they took over us for for a real... not a long time, but a good four, five, maybe six months at max. Yeah, okay. And um, yeah, that that kind of was like creates this story in our in our country where it's a new sport and we have myself and logan Mann, which are b- we're both world champions mm. and it's and logan didn't um go to the world's last year because he was injured so it's kind of like built this story where like I, i'm here logan's here but only one of us gets to go unless we qualify australia first and we both get to go mm. and that that in itself is uh really like obviously anxiety builds up because you obviously want to yeah, go it's but it's like yeah. it's very stressful but at the same time it's it's uh we, we just need to make sure that we're number one and we both go because I'd rather us get, our, get off our high horses and just be, pride, be proud to be like, yeah no, they picked me because of this. No, they picked me because of that. Like, just pull the bullshit aside. Let's work together so we can both go and just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, let's just it, go there and just do it.
1: it. Is there a bit of that like weirdness between like not, is maybe not you two or is it other people or like is that kind of a thing?
2: I feel like it was more like that in like feet like four years, five years ago, maybe. Yeah. Like Logan and I have bet be, uh, Logan and I now are better than we ever been before. Yeah. So like, Lo- I classify Logan as a good friend of mine, and you know, if he needed help, I'd I'd help him. Doesn't matter if it, with BMX or not. Like, if he needed help with his I don't know building ramps or something, I'd come over and help him. Yeah. But. Like, earlier earlier in my BMX career and his BMX career, when he was winning literally everything, I feel like that was not, like, rivalry towards me because I was nothing to worry about, but everyone looked at him as this dude to beat. Yeah. And I was just, like, put in this... I, I was just, like, you know, getting injured all the time, and I was broke, and I couldn't really go to a lot of the events. And it was kind of, like, a just in that point where I kind of... Not, like... i can't find the word to describe it but like i definitely was very very jealous of logan yeah like i was just like i want to be that dude yeah but at the the same time like people the people i had around me weren't telling me that you know to be the best me they were just telling me just be better than logan just be better than Mm. logan and for me when i started doing well was not when i wanted to beat anyone yeah. is when I wanted to be the best version of myself Yeah. because there can only be one Logan Martin, you know? And just like there can only be one Brandon Lupos. Yeah. And I just want to be the best Brandon Lupos of all time, yeah. you know?
1: Like, yeah, and like that that's the right attitude to have because you can definitely get like, I don't know, it can like poison the well in yeah. a way when you just focus so much. And like the thing is you can't control what, uh, what Logan Martin does. Like you no, can control what not. you do.
2: No, of course not, and that's the best part about, I guess this I'd say rivalry between Logan and I is that I can't control what he does, and I can't, and he can't control what I do, mm. and we're just at the end of the day make the best man win. But at the end of the day, we have to work together so we can qualify Australia for Tokyo. Because I would rather win Tokyo with him there mm. than you know help qualify the country in second and miss by like five points and they choose him instead of me yeah like i'd rather be there for sure with him there yeah than have put australia in that position where they can they can only choose one and one of us gets screwed over because i definitely think we both want it as bad as each other yeah you know we like i see as like for me my phone background's the olympic gold medal yeah and it'd be just be gut-wrenching if they you know we didn't do our part to qualify australia first and they pick him instead of me because of like politics or Yeah. at the end of the day, it's discretionary. They don't have to tell what they're looking for. They just go him. Yeah, like they could choose okay. you if they want. Yeah. Right. So it's just, um, very, it's very stressful, very, it builds up a lot of anxiety and a lot of, um, doubt in our minds yeah. for sure. But it's just, um, at the end of the day, I don't really feel like it's going to show BMX to the full potential. It can, Really show because because they're not
1: gonna have like the best dudes.
2: They're not gonna have the best dudes, no. They're gonna Well they'll have
1: like the best dudes, but they won't have all of the best dudes.
2: They'll have some of the best dudes. Yeah,
1: yeah, that makes sense.
2: It'll be it'll be like yeah. Like it'll be it'll be tough. Yeah. But right now we're in such we're in a real good position to qualify Australia first and I do believe we're going to and we're both gonna go. Yeah. And when when we both go then we're gonna look back at this podcast and just yeah, just be like, yeah, it was a lot of doubt in that time, but we pushed through and prevailed and did what we do best.
1: And, dude, how rad would it be to have Australia won too?
2: Dude, they'd be, like, the ultimate thing ever, you know? Like, imagine that. Like, doesn't matter if Logan and I get first or second, but if we're on the box or yeah doesn't matter like yeah, it doesn't
1: matter which order it's just like yeah. as long as it's an Aussie one too that'd be gangster
2: well, I'll obviously be I want you'd to be, be gold you <laughs> yeah yeah you'd
1: be stoked on the number one and
2: obviously he would too yeah and that's why I respect him and he respects me because you can't hate someone that wants the same thing you do you know mm. you get you both you both want the same thing and make the best man win but if I win or Logan gets second or if Logan wins, I get second, we're both going to be coming back to Australia with two medals and mm. I guarantee you the sport's going to take off after that. Like, we'll be in schools, it'll be programs and it'll be a lot more structured. I feel like it'll be more blacks ro- rolling around neighborhoods and more kids just being stoked on BMX.
1: Yeah, dude, that's so cool that you've got that attitude.
2: Yeah, like, the, it's just... I just love BMX. Like, I wouldn't be here if I didn't, you know, like... I definitely would have given up a long time ago if I didn't purely yeah. feel like I couldn't live without riding my bike.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it is cool that um, you think along the lines of it being better for the sport itself, and yeah. not just uh, it, it's not just about you.
2: No, it's because I, I give everything I have to BMX, you know, and and I love BMX. I just love, I just generally love BMX. Like I always think, like if I if you know, I'd rather die on my bike than die in a car accident or something because I'd that I'd die doing something I love. You know, yeah. And that's something that I hold in high regards. I, I love BMX. Like, it's given me everything in my life. It's give. It's literally given me everything I have in my life. And I, I, I mean, I believe that BMX is the best sport of all time. And I think that since giving me such a a great life lessons that I've learned, I've learned so much through BMX. Like more than I could ever experience in school or, yeah. like, through p- meeting the smartest people on earth. Like, I feel like BMX is the best life coach ever and I can only, it can only help more kids, like, it helps me, you know?
1: Yeah. So, wh- where, like, where background did you come from to, like, get into BMX the way that you
2: did? Well, I, uh, to be honest, I started riding really young. I started riding when I was, dude, maybe... Like, riding around the street with my... With, like, neighborhood kids, eight, eight, eight or nine years old. Yeah. But I didn't go to a skate park until I was 11. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, I, like, all I... Like, when I was a kid, like, my nan would show me baby photos of me on, like, lawnmowers and little, like, wheelbarrows. Like, anything that moved. Like, I'd love to sit on it. And just, yeah. let like, let people, like, roll me around. And whenever it stopped, I'd cry. Because, I don't know, it was weird. I just... Loved being on the go. Yeah. But uh, when I started riding BMX, I have fl- found that independence, you know. It was when, like, you know, I didn't get my license, my driver's license until I was 21, 22. Yeah. Because I just loved pedaling everywhere. I just loved being on my bike.
1: That's fucking so cool. It's such like <laughs> a... It's such a great... Yeah, like, it's a, a great story when you hear that kind of, like... I don't know, just, like, constant passion. Like, that, yeah. that was, like, nothing else but like a passion that you had for that bike.
2: Yeah. no, Dude, no matter what I did, it, it involved BMX. Mm. Like, I learned I learned my degrees through spins. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, 180 degrees is backwards. Dude, Three yeah. degrees, is 360 degrees is, like, yeah. Like, it's crazy. I, I don't know. It's just like, like what I said before, I learned so much through BMX and I owe my whole life for it. And, you know, I, I'd love to give back to the sport as much as I can and to people who support me and make sure that I'm appreciative of everything I have because, you know, this this ain't forever. I definitely yeah. know that very, very well. Yeah, I'm Like I'm 26, I'm turning 27 in March. And for me to make it this far and start out this late where everyone, there's a lot of kids that start earning money at 18, 17 years old and I didn't yeah. start, I didn't get my first big sponsor until I was 24. So like I definitely need to... Um, it, just like take control of every moment and just yeah. be thankful for it because it literally could be over tomorrow. Yeah. And I mean, if it is over, over before I know it, so be it. I had a great ride, but it's, uh, I just love BMX no yeah. matter what.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, definitely don't think you're in danger of it being over anytime soon. No. Um, I always think about the, like, you could basically learn. Everything through the sport that you want to do yeah because I, I think about that like when I have a kid it's like I actually I'm not going to be that bummed if I like homeschool my kid because you think of, I've always thought about like surfing right so it's like you want to if like say your kid's just obsessed with surfing and yeah. it's like you put him in school and then he's like yep cool I'll go to school leaves school comes home grabs a surfboard surfs all day goes back to school for the end of the yeah, you know yeah. what I mean like last period because like that's kind of what we did as kids yeah, like yeah. with our BMX bikes we were just like alright fuck we're out we're gonna go build some jumps and yeah. and like we've, we've dipped out but it's like imagine if you took that kid that was like just full anti-school all he wanted to do was his sport and be like alright well you can but yeah. you've gotta learn so it's like you know how a wave's made well wave happens when the swell height is you know, breaks in water that is shallower than the size of the way, blah blah blah. And it's like tides are created by the moon, so then they've got to learn about astrology and it's like where are the waves the best? Well you need a coastline that has um isn't protected from swell and blah 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 and how does wind like you can learn so much shit from your chosen sport. And like BMX is a perfect example like you've got like the spins that you do with degrees you add that in with the the flips the way that you build ramps angles Everything. like you know construction you can learn engineering you can learn mechanics of bikes and gearing and leverage it like there's so much shit that you can learn through your sport
2: yeah it's that's the best part about for me in bmx freestyle even like what you were saying with surfing or you know riding scooters or pogo sticks doesn't matter dude like i just feel like it's anything that's healthy and active and outside and you're not inside with you know, playing Xbox for. Unless it's Dave Mirror. <laughs> Unless it's Dave Mirror. That's on PlayStation 2, though. Yeah. I said Xbox. That's kind that's <laughs> of hard. Choose my to, words wisely. That's kind <laughs> of hard to get these days. Dude, I know. I, I'm so bummed. I love that game.
1: Dude, that and Tony Hawk was like the shit.
2: Dude, I remember playing Dave Mirror with my cousin, and like when you pl- press like the pause menu, it sounds like someone taking a picture. Oh. And um, I would like pretend like to do like a trick that I want to learn and take a picture of it and be like. And press play again, (laughs) press play again. And my (laughs) cousin gets so mad at me, like, stop doing that.
1: (laughs) Dude, man, we killed some time playing those games back in the day. It's fucking crazy, though, man, because it's like, you guys actually are in a video game these days. Like, that fucking cash roll you did today, I'm like, what what the (laughs) fuck even is that?
2: Yeah, it's... I mean, I would never think, like, anything like that would be, be introduced to BMX. I don't know, like, it's just like i just i don't know one day i just saw my my good friend daniel dares do one and i wanted to do one so i went and learnt it i was gonna say daniel
1: dares for me was probably like the first dude where i was like that's a video game guy yeah like he just started doing like really was it like this he did like a crazy 720 first was that like the first thing that he did where it was like a real weird spin with a flip and it was like it's like in the that, middle yeah yeah it's like that's fucking that's video game
2: yeah that's the, he calls it the nipple twister yeah which is it's not a flip 360 but it's not a flat seven yeah but um yeah he kind of introduced that to our to bmx freestyle everyone does it now i was gonna
1: say it seems like that's just like a thing now that and like all people just like built off that
2: yeah dude it's like everyone does it now no one does like i've never it's it's kind of hard to come across people who just do regular seven twenties yeah. now. Yeah. Like how you would just like.
1: Like that's like Ryan Nyquist shit. Yeah. Like just it's how it's over yeah, now.
2: like Ryan Nyquist does them, and so does like Justin Dow and stuff. But, dude, when I see, you'll see everyone do cork seven twenties, and that's all from, from Daniel, man. Does that's it make like,
1: it easier to do?
2: It it does. It make, it feels better, and you can land smoother. Yeah. Because you can see the landing the entire time.
1: Yeah, whereas when you're just doing the normal seven twenty, it's like you just you're yeah. flat and your back is just like spinning.
2: Because you, when you take off, you kind of go against the lip to do a flat seven. Yeah, you kind of go against it. You like push through and just spin like just a top.
1: Oh, so you're like hitting it and like like yeah, of, you're it's like, like kind of stalling like, almost. You're
2: kind of like stalling and just holding it. Where yeah. if you do a flat, if you do a cork seven twenty like what Daniel does, you kind of like lean off the lip and you just look at the landing and just come around again. And it it kind of like. The way, you, the way you come into the landing makes it feel good yeah. and obviously for every BMX rider we just want to do tricks that feel good yeah. and they're just one of those things I enjoy doing
1: well plus because you want to keep momentum in a yeah. comp run too and Cons- it's like conserve the, energy yeah, and stuff, yeah the way that you're landing off that seems so much smoother which is going to give you momentum for whatever it is you're doing It'll, next
2: it also looks better like it also looks yeah like it does yeah when you see someone land good you're just like oh you did a good trick and you landed smooth you know and that's when um, the more points come into play. Yeah. Like, I feel like that style points is like, if it looks better, then it will get more highly rec- yeah, highly rewarded, three, yeah. you know? Who, is that a Motocross and Nations helmet over there?
1: Uh, that's an Eli Tomac helmet, right? Oh, there. even better. Yeah, they make, they only make like, uh, I think they make like 20 of them a year. And okay. then they, um, they, f- I don't even know if I should say, this. <laughs> okay. uh, Bell, like, nah, it's all good. Fuck it. If I get in trouble, I get in trouble. Um, nah, they, Bell just gave it to me as like a present. Cause I yeah. think that one of like, they just fucked up. Like there was 20 that get made for Eli and for whatever reason, like one of them got sent here. So then <laughs> they were just like, yeah, just fucking Chuck it in the studio. So shout oh. out to, shout out to Gary from Bell. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Bell a, hit me up. Yeah. It's a dope. <laughs> do you not have a helmet sponsor?
2: I do not know. Oh, what? yeah i don't i, I run triple a they give me helmets they're really good to me so yeah i'm not gonna i mean
1: but they're not they're I technically
2: not. don't have a helmet sponsor no but they're not
1: giving you that cheddar
2: mm, that definitely don't have the guac <laughs>
1: yeah let's get that <laughs> guac son i know um, right? <laughs> yeah so don't like that whole i remember the um yeah that daniel dares thing was that like the first time what like did that change the way that people did that shit
2: yeah dude it was so influential and I mean Daniel at the time when he started doing he was him, like unbeatable dude, eh, for that period dude, of time dude a god a god amongst mortals you know like yeah. dude no one could touch him and I still I still look at him as the same Daniel Dez like he's my landlord back home like Holy I live in shit. his house yeah wow, I, that's I rent a house from him and uh, like he's one of my best friends too and um, like I'll, I'll text him back and forth and stuff and it's so crazy to like even though I'll, even though like Daniel like we we talk so much shit and we put shit on each other but dude when i was like yeah 13 14 years old to be just to talk to daniel would be insane but now he's like one of my best friends and it still blows my mind that like he's one of my best friends
1: isn't it crazy when you meet those guys that they were like they were your fucking heroes
2: yeah well, the one guy I didn't get to meet was Dave Mirror, Yeah. And, I, and, and, um, but I fucked that one up. I was too much of a bitch to say hello to him. I saw him in person at, uh, in Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah.
1: Right. And he was
2: like, like Dave Mirror, celebrity type shit, taking photos of people, had the aviators on and everything. Like he looked like a rock star. Really? And I was, like, it was really intimidating because obviously when I grew up riding, my first bike was a, was a mirror, yeah. a Haro mirror. Yeah and i had the mirror jersey because i bought like a mirror jersey at the bike shop yeah and had his name i think it i think it was blank but it had some sort of mirror thing on the jersey and i had the mirror helmet mirror stickers on the helmet mirror mirror fox gloves because he rode for mirror he rode for fox at the time yeah and i was just like at the skate park i just got this like nickname as mini mirror yeah right so for like three or four years i was called mini mirror no one knew my name they just called me mini mirror what was
1: that why was that
2: uh it's just just, I just like the style or i think it was just i had everything oh dave, so everything they were like taking dave. the piss yeah yeah that's fucking awesome so when i first like having all that and then seeing him in person like and playing the video game as well yeah like and then seeing him in person and just that's fucking dave mirror like that's yeah. who i wanted to be you know yeah and one of my friends his dad was like you want me to introduce him to you and i'm like nah man i'm too like nah likely it's all right like i've never been starstruck ever until yeah. i saw him in person like i've been on like i've been starstruck one other time and that's meeting travis in heathrow i was gonna say
1: it was a travis
2: <laughs> it was meeting travis in heathrow airport <laughs> that was the first time i've ever met him it was in heathrow and airport. were you on nitro when that happened yeah it was my first ever tour
1: oh so you saw him at nitro and that was like your first deal to with trav
2: yeah and it was dude uh, like i haven't spoken to trav in a while and i but um, like a dude, I remember one time we were talking about how to do a cash roll on a dirt bike. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that guy. Like, I love Travis. Like, still to this day, I I would, I would go if I could go back in time. One time, it would to go back to that time and just try and figure out how to do a cash roll on a dirt bike with Travis Pastrana. Oh,
1: really? Dude. So you guys had like a we, we were, were at a bar down over that.
2: We were at a bar somewhere. I think it was in Tasmania because we're there for, for, nit- nitro. for nitro and we're just like he was like how do you think we could do the cash roll on dirt bike how, do you, what's the ramp going to be like what's the landing going to be like that's so and, sick and, and like it's crazy because he was talking to me like he wanted me to do it because he couldn't go and learn it on a on a on a bmx bike or a mountain bike and then try and do it on and that. try and do it on a dirt bike he was like you're the, he was talking to me like you're our only hope to do a cash roll on a dirt bike.
1: Oh, so he wanted you to do it on a dirt <laughs> it, it, bike.
2: It came off like that. I don't know if, I don't know if that's like what you're I feel saying. like
1: if you text him right now and said, hey, I want to do a cash roll on a dirt bike, like he'd probably be down to <laughs> fucking make it happen.
2: Dude, uh, he, it, like that, that That um conversation went down before the sheenie triple flip. So I'm kind of scared uh, to like text him and be like, yo, let's do this because that it happened. Will it will happen, it yeah. Will that's happen. what I'm saying.
1: Like, yeah, if you text him right now, like he's for sure doing that shit.
2: I feel like it's so crazy. hasn't even done it. Like, what is
1: a cash? Like, so explain a cash roll again.
2: Cash roll is like a three sixty front flip. Yeah, a lot of people don't think it is, but that's how I I would. Long story short. Long story short. Uh, that's what, just the it. best way to yeah, describe cause it. Yeah, because it's like a they they say no, it's not a three sixty front flip. It's a one eighty to a backflip to one eighty. And I'm like, well, to go backwards from a 180, you have to go forwards. Mm. So you take off forwards, you spin, then you fall backwards. 360 front flip, just different way of doing it, you know? Yeah, and, that makes sense. And a lot of people are like, no, it's like this. And, and, and I'm just like, whatever, I do the trick and I don't know how to do it right. Fuck me, right?
1: <laughs> so who was the first person to do it? Daniel Dez. Yeah, so he yeah. was the first guy to, to do that.
2: He was, yeah. He was the first one to do it. And then he... Um, it at a contest in Huntington Beach in 2010, I think.
1: What contest would have that been?
2: It was like a Nike HB, yeah. When they were, yeah, 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 it was like Nike, Nike Open or something, yeah. Huntington Open, yeah, like the vans open, yeah, because they used to do
1: it at the surfing,
2: yeah, the, they still do. It's just not Nike anymore, it's vans, yeah, it's vans. So it was there, and that'd be a max contest on the beach, then that was really cool. And that was where Daniel did it for the first time. And then there was a, another artist, his name is. Brett Benasewicz. Yeah. He really mastered that cash roll. I don't think there'll be anyone that can do him like he ever used to do him. And, uh, you know, it sucks. He got, he got hurt and we'll never see Brett do him like, how you know, he normally doesn't. But those are the two guys that really made the trick big. And that's what who made me want to do them. Yeah. Like is Daniel and Brett. And now I do them and it's crazy because I'll do them in front of Daniel. How many dudes can do them? A lot of people can do them. They're pretty common now, but they're not like... I think it depends on the person because yeah. everyone does them different. Yeah. Like some people will push through and, and some people push through and they, or some people go high or some people, you know, do more of a spin one. Some people do more flip one mm. and it's, uh you know, I like to think I do them properly and I don't spin. I go up and I like to go, I just I could ramble on about it, but I like to think that my cash rules are above everyone else and, it's just the way it is.
1: So what What are, like, some of the full, like, top-tier tricks at the moment that, like, only a few dudes are doing? Because I'm not in the loop yeah, yeah. at all when it comes to the BMX
2: <laughs> shit these days. No, I, I mean, can barely follow motocross. <laughs> no, dude. Um, BMX freestyle is very diverse. Like, there's so much... There's, you know, park riding, street riding, dirt. Yeah. Like, there's so much going on. So I don't blame you. So. <laughs> yeah, it's hard but to keep track. In, in BMX Park... I think like the biggest trick going down would be, uh, it's maybe the 1080s. Logan and I do 1080s and so do a few other people, but no one does them in runs like we do.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. 1080s. I do 1080s, double flips, and casuals in the same run. Yeah. But then, um, besides that, it's not really about the tricks. It's more like the collective of the run. Yeah. It's okay. more like how many, how much, how, you many, can do bangers on, how, how doing, many bangers yeah. you can do on one run, run, you know. Yeah
1: dude it's so crazy like to go back to the logan thing that it's like you two guys are both rock star dudes you're both (laughs) these aussie guys and it's like you're both the two dudes that are basically fighting for like the top dog spot in the world and it's fucking like i bet it's like fully frustrating but at the same time man that's got to push the progression of you guys so so much
2: I definitely... Like, it's crazy, yeah, that you say that. Yeah, that it's definitely made us better riders, but it's, it's made us respect each other because yeah. it, we obviously want it as much as we as the other person. Yeah. But it's crazy. I was talking to the Daily Telegraph guy the other day, and he was he was into BMX, and he was um, telling me that as far as, he concer- as he's concerned, there's myself and Logan, and then everyone else. Mm. And it's like the new rivalry with, like, Dave and Ryan back in the day. Or, yeah. And... And I, I just think that's insane that, to me, I could be in that with Logan, like, be compared to Dave and Ryan with yeah, Logan. With like else, yeah, with somebody else, it's just absolutely, when like some, someone said that to me, I was just like, Psh. Yeah. So, I was just couldn't believe it. So... Because how much older is he than you? He's, I think he's nine months younger than me. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, I think his birthday's in but December. But he's
1: been on that circuit longer than you. Yeah. You got, like, a later start to it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, there was a few times I wanted to quit and just people and Lucas definitely didn't let me quit. Yeah, really. <laughs> so yeah, if it wasn't for Mertz, I wouldn't be here right now. Mertz still so, at hurts. <laughs> Mertz still <it> hurts. that's <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah, so what was like what was your path to being the like the professional dude that you are now?
2: I think just losing. Losing, <laughs> losing, losing, losing. I was just a
1: loser until I was a
2: winner. Yeah, just losing until I just just fucking got over it and just won <laughs> that's so sick <laughs> yeah dude I, I started competing professionally in 2013 that was my first pro contest and that was at Dew Tour and I was you know I was when I when I grew up with my dad my dad was always been like go do your best no matter what happens just you know he gave you your best shot and yeah. I remember after that Dew Tour Lucas was just like no like this is not a fucking game it's either your first or your fucking last no one gives a fuck about second place and that took a while to set in and i feel like that's what kind of you can like push
1: back against that a bit eh? and be like
2: no fuck you dude like i
1: am doing my best but then it's like you can you can kind of embrace that mentality as well and then be like okay well i'm not gonna stop until i win
2: yeah well it took a while it definitely didn't happen overnight like after that night in 2013 i didn't get a big win until 2016 and even then i was done like Mm. the a few months i got my first big win in colorado in denver and that was at the feast world series in denver in 2016 and that was like literally if you asked me a month ago i I was like no i'm done Mm. so um because a few months before or a couple months before i was in utah for nitro world games and um that was the first ever nitro world games ever had and that that had bmx triple hit which is like you know, you go down and roll in and three big jumps and that's it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and um, I qualified first and it was like $30,000 prize money and I had no sponsors. I I was running for Fox at the time, but, you know, no one was paying me and I was there on my own dime and, like, no one helped me. I was just, like, make or break, you know? Yeah. And I qualified first and all this pressure on me, live TV, everything. Like, I think there was, like, 35,000 people in the crowd. It was, like... Insane. I never, never experienced anything like that before. Obviously, choked and got last place, and that was kind of like the, that was kind of like the lo- one of the lowest parts where I've been at with my career is being like, the years leading up to that was just like I've never won a contest. It was just lose, 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 or not make finals, make finals, come last, and yeah. I was just like, I remember telling Lucas, I was just like, look, man, I'm done. Like. I just I just didn't want to do this anymore like I'm sick of losing you know and like I didn't it didn't like losing didn't make me want to win it just made me want to give up not because of like being being like oh like a suck or whatever I was just like look man like I'm put everything I can into this sport and it's not like I wanted anything out of it but I, I wanted my hard work to pay off because I was working so hard and not getting anything out of it and and that kind of like sunk me a little bit you know. And then I went back home, built a new bike and uh, got made to do this like finished air show. I did it with Logan and Thomas Paget and Sheeny and Clinton Moore and stuff in France, somewhere in fucking nowhere in France. <laughs> 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 went out there and then um, the, the part of the deal was if I went there, I had to go to feast with, with Logan. And I was like, nah, just do the show and come back to Australia, you know, because I lived in Australia at the time. And Lucas is like, no, you going to this fucking contest. Just go to the fucking contest, have fun. Who gives a fuck about the result? Go there and have fun. And I never heard him say that before, because <laughs> he's an agent. He wants you to win. You know? Yeah. He was just like, go there, have fun, see what happens. And I ended up fucking winning. And I was just like, couldn't fucking believe it. Absolutely couldn't believe it. And he and I remember that phone call right after like I won the the contest. He was just like, you fucking made it. You fucking did it. And he was so proud of me. And that was the first time in my life where I felt like. All the sufferings, kind of like, done now. I'm. This is what I need to do. Is this? And I'm glad I never gave up. And that was like, that just proved to me, like, if you don't give up, this is what you can achieve. Well, what changed?
1: Like, why did you go from like losing to winning? Like, why did you win that contest?
2: I literally don't know. Like, I just, I, you know, Nacho world games was six weeks before, and I was in. You know, I don't know. Maybe it would have been the new bike. I'm not. I don't know. I had a different bike, but besides that dude like I literally have no idea like I, I rode I took like the first two weeks off riding when I first got back from Utah yeah and because I just didn't want to ride I hated riding like didn't want to do anything I was like work, working on um working with a friend's dad at the time and I was just like oh, this is what I want to do just be a, you know want to be tradie or whatever you know just form that that Australian lifestyle and I'm so glad that the, I had you know a few good people around me to dig me out of that hole and just be like no literally push me on the plane to go and then and then i won and ever since then i've just been like nope i'm doing this i'm never giving up
1: that's fucking crazy that you can go from like do you think that the nitro like qualifying first gave you a bit of a like a sniff of that you could do it or like because it just sounds like this was kind of in your head the whole time
2: It was definitely a bigger deal. I made it a bigger deal for myself than originally planned. Like I was just like, I obviously wanted to win, but it was crazy. I've never met anyone that wanted to win without working to win. Mm -hmm. And that was me. I was the kid that was like, yep, I'm going to win. But I'm like, how are you going to win? I'm just going to (laughs) win. And um, obviously I had you know it's like we were saying about James Stewart today like if no one has the cards to beat him no one's gonna beat him Mm. I just didn't have any cards and um, I had to to win you have to practice doesn't matter what you do like in moto with you know BMX freestyle anything anything if you don't practice you're not gonna get anywhere and for me I didn't really ride that well and you for those years leading up I didn't start riding well until maybe 2017 when I first moved to america like not full time i went there for six months and that was the longest time i've ever been away from australia at that time until i moved to america mm. but dude it's just been ever since then it's just been you know half-assing bmx until this point and then to win a world champ, a world cup stop yeah half-assing my riding i was just like fuck what could i do if i actually Why you like, dubbed in? <laughs> living in australia having the wrong people around me not riding the the, the stuff I needed to ride to get better yeah it's crazy because I wanted to be obviously, obviously I obviously wanted to be who I am today yeah I just didn't make this the right sacrifices to become it because obviously but did you
1: know what you had to do or you sort no, of didn't did. even know what you had to do
2: it's almost like you I wanted I wanted to be me but deep down inside I didn't yeah like I was just I just wouldn't work for it I would just be like wait for it to show up
1: mm but were you scared of like not getting it if you tried as hard as you could
2: in the end I did I think that's what happened. That's, that was the the uh what what drew the last straw was being scared of what if I feel like that was when I I really just was like I would literally rather die than I would literally rather die after I say what if mm. you know like what if what if I did go to America what if I you know put everything there is into BMX because you know I was I was born and raised in Sydney I lived with my parents until I was 25 and you know I didn't have a real job until I got out of school everything like that like I just didn't I was just like yeah I want to be a professional BMX rider but you were just cruising but I was just cruising yeah and then I remember I won I I got invited to X Games and then won a few more fee stops and I was just like still that same dude, like being, just coming back and forth from Sydney and worrying about, you know, getting good in America, having to go back to Australia and dumb down my riding and then having to start from scratch again in so America. So what's
1: the what's the difference between the riding in Australia and America then?
2: It's a huge difference. Like really? the skate parks is just insanely different.
1: Oh, so it's more of like you just don't have the track to practice on essentially. Yeah.
2: Well, in Sydney, I mean, at this time I had Monster Skate Park but that uh, it's crazy when um, the longest I've ever spent in, in America was two months but then I was just like alright I'm going to pull a plug and I'm going to go for six months and I stayed from April until I think October and the day I got on the flight to fly to America skate park down wow
1: yeah the one in Sydney the one in Sydney so you were like fuck i got nowhere to ride at all anyway
2: yeah and so I just stayed in America for as long as I can and, and ended up getting invited to my first X Games and one feast in budapest 2017 was a pretty shitty year like even though i got invited to my first a lot of good things happened like i got on rockstar and i got on hyper bmx and started getting helped out by vans and you know started making money from riding but I also lost my grandma that year and also moved from one country to another where you know i literally didn't know how to be an adult mm. <laughs> i was just like a full-grown kid and but 20, twenty, I think, yeah, 2018. 2017 was a shit year, but 2018 was by f- not the second best year of my life because 2019 has been really, really good.
1: It's just sort of gone up since it's 2017. Just been, it yeah. Dude, ever
2: since 2017 where I was going back, I was just like scared to pull the plug about because I knew the whole time I had to move to America, mm. but I tried to make it work in Australia what, with what I had. What were I you had. scared
1: of with America? Like, did you just not want to leave home or like are you close with your family or...
2: Super close to my family, but that's not the reason. I was just scared to lose certain people, and and I, you know, it's not like you're going to lose them if you just move away. They're always going to be there. It's just when whether they wait for you to get back or not, that's their choice. But like what you said about Logan, like I'm not in control of that. Yeah. Like for me, if for me, I had to. This is what I had to do, and I went and did it. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did it because if I didn't do it, I. Can't imagine what I'd be up to right now. Yeah. Literally, like I feel like I'd be a loser right now. <laughs> I feel like I'd be in, I'd be in Sydney. I'd be working a shitty job with, uh, you know, I'd. You'd always just be that dude. At the I'll skate just be park that, dude. that
1: Fucking killed it, and then everyone's like, "Man, fuck! If only this dude actually like moved and."
2: Dude, there's there's so many people in in BMX like that. Like, this dude was so good, but this this happened, or he started hanging out with this person, or you know. It's it's crazy. Like I guess you get that in moto as well. Like yeah. this guy could have been like the the guy, but something and then or like such Jason and
1: such or you know, there's yeah. so many dudes that have been like that. Nico Easy, fucking Austin Stroop,
2: dude. Yeah, like so many like people. Like dude, you can copy and paste names all yeah. the time with different scenarios and in different sports. But for me, I never wanted to be those guys, and I just pulled, decided to be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna do it, and then that's when I was like no nah, I'm, I'm gonna move to america i'm gonna be who i need to be because i'm sick of holding myself back just because of stuff i'm not in control of mm. and then i started that's when i started doing good is when i started worrying about myself and not worrying about stuff i wasn't in control of
1: yeah dude the whole america thing is like way harder than you probably give it credit originally because like, yeah. i remember dude for me living in america like fuck i thought i had shit figured out but i was just saying i was just a fucking kid like i I was probably 21 20 almost 22 and then it was like i was living in america and i was finally getting paid like good money and i was fucking traveling all over the world partying like i was a fucking rock star
0: yeah (laughs) and it's
1: like i fucked up so much shit in those first few years of living yeah. in america like it was so much harder than i thought it was gonna be and it was like i was like i feel like i was distracted more than i was
2: motivated like, happy
1: yeah. you know what i mean like i don't think i was very happy at the start of living there I, I was like happy that i was there and i was like living out the dream of like what i wanted to do dude yeah but like it was real hard and i don't think i realized how hard it was and how much it actually was like affecting me dude I, yeah. I wasn't fucking grown up at all
2: dude it was the same thing with me too like when i first started going i had no idea about anything besides doing what i wanted to do like whether it was party or ride bmx or meet new people or meet girls or whatever like it did, dude it didn't matter to me besides riding bikes but like we were saying like the first few years was so rough like i can't imagine like how rough it would be if i didn't you know, if I just if I obviously I would never have given up. I'd probably just be still be trying if I weren't where I am now. Mm. But I can't imagine how much rougher it would have been if shit didn't happen when it happened. You know? Yeah, dude. <laughs>
1: it's so crazy that you went that long without really being sponsored.
2: Dude, yeah. My first sponsor was yeah, Rockstar. 2017. I signed in June, and I was traveling to America since uh, May 2010.
0: Fuck.
1: Yeah, wow, dude. Yeah, seven years. Seven years. And I just—it's blowing my mind that it was just a case of like you just didn't work hard enough.
2: Yeah, literally. And
1: so what? What like what was your routine like before? And fuck it, like shit, Brandon Lupo's versus <laughs> gangster motherfucker Brandon Lupo's.
2: Shit, Brandon Lupo's uh, cared a lot about um, impressing people that he mm. should have impressed. He cared a lot about. Being someone he wasn't, and sacrificing unnecessarily stuff to make other people happy when it didn't make him happy, mm. and gangster motherfucker Brandon Lupo's don't give a fuck about any motherfucker besides winning and beating every motherfucker out there, and 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 being like I'm here. This is this is why like I I do what I do. It's crazy because a lot of people call me dramatic after my runs when I chuck my bike and and chant, but a lot of people that's like my aggression that's how i take it take it out like that's how like i've been when you've been through what i've been through to get to where i am then you'll you'll understand the why i do that because i do it for i it's like at the end of that run that's i get that feeling every time mm-hmm. of like every, it, it doesn't matter if i win the contest or not if i pull the run i wanted to do it's like i prove myself wrong and i prove something new to myself every time yeah. that hard work pays off and that if you work for something you will get it because nothing on this earth can can beat hard work
1: yeah dude it's fucking crazy like i with the jujitsu stuff with me it's like there's some times where like you'll win a fight and i've had times where i've won fights in like 20 seconds it's like you, you barely even get time to like get in it yeah. but as soon as that person taps you just like I'm like fucking hitting my like yeah, I bruise yeah. my chest like I it's like there's just yeah you're right there's like yeah. something that comes out from achieving a thing that's really fucking hard that you want really badly and it's like to me it's like a fucking amateur jujitsu national championship like it yeah. literally means nothing but it does mean something to me purely based on like I get fucking beat up every single time I walk in the gym <laughs> and it's like you have to go through that shit and it'd be the same with you like even though you're one of the best dudes in the world like you get beat up when you train like the sport that you're doing like it can beat you it's not even about other people so it's like it just becomes this fucking battle that you have internally and like even watching um, I can't remember his name but that dude today that he was trying to do the flare off the um, <laughs>
2: liam quinney yeah and he's
1: like he's like psyching himself up you yeah, know yeah. like they're the fucking battles that you got to win every day so it's yeah. like when you win a contest or you do that run it's like i get it i get that emotion because yeah. it's like you're just constantly having to overcome this fucking shit in your own head to do the thing that you're trying to do
2: dude yeah it's just literally overcoming doubt and it's not about not believing in yourself or the possibility you, you can achieve what you want to achieve yeah. it's just literally you get over those inconsi- those incons- um, insecurities yeah. you get over those doubts and you get over that little voice in your head that's like don't fuck up don't fuck up yeah, and then you, you can crash you can get hurt yeah, again because obviously like when you come back to jujitsu and fighting like they're the battles I battle every day yeah. it's like it's not about like what you did it's not about what you did two three weeks ago it's about what's going on next yeah and dude that their battles we all fight every day and it's so crazy because i'm a fan of boxing too and fighting literally teaches you about life like yeah. you walk in you get you get beat up in the gym every single day but that's life yeah like you, life will beat the fuck life out of you every will day, beat too. the fuck out of you more than any motherfucker will walk in the gym yeah. like if you sparred if you sparred with freaking uh tyson fury if you. Spared with Deontay Wilder, like the heaviest heavyweight puncher of all time, dude, that guy will not be one eighth of the power of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, life will fuck you up. <laughs>
1: dude, it's so true. But
2: it's not about how hard you can get hit. It's about how good you can get back up yeah. and keep fucking fighting. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we're all going to get beat up by life. It's just about how many times can you get back up before you can't.
1: Dude, it's really interesting to hear you say that You know, like shit cunt Brandon Lupos cared what people thought. Yeah. Because people that are fucking successful in life, they care. I think that people that are successful in life, they care the version of themselves that they put into the world, but they don't necessarily care about what people think, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm even, you know, going through some of that shit at the moment myself, is like, i'm trying to figure out the version. like it's hard because like you you have so many people that will watch you for like just this yeah or, like they'll watch you for like the stuff that you do and it's like that's a version of yourself and it it's it's like am i that person all that all the time like is people's perception the way that i actually feel about myself Dude, and yeah. it's like it's a weird balance that you've got to sort of Walk, And the more that I'm going along with this, the more that I'm like, you just got to have faith that you are a good person and that you do things for the right reasons. And if somebody doesn't like you, then like you can't control that. Because even, you know, like we just got that truck off Mitsubishi and I'm like, I feel like a bit of a fuckwit. Like, (laughs) like. Did they hook you up though? Yeah, I I mean, but I feel a bit like, fuck, I don't want to be like that dude that's just flash and shit you know what i mean but it's like but it takes fucking great sponsors to make this shit happen dude Yeah. so you know even in my i'm like i'm fuck there's insecurities about like dude i don't really want people to think that i'm just this fucking guy that wants to like flaunt and stun on instagram you know like i don't want to be that guy but it's like at the end of the day though it's like well fuck like i know i don't think i am that guy and if someone's gonna think that then like You just can't fucking control it. So it's crazy that it's like your fucking career and life turned around when you stopped that shit.
2: Dude, yeah. Like, it's just a battle. You just got to overcome it. And obviously, you got to, like... For me, I just didn't know what the problem was. Mm. I was just like, something just wasn't clicking or something just, you know, bad luck or shitty, shitty line choice, something. You could always blame it on something. But Mm. for me, when I started being, like, really, really hard on myself, like why didn't you win because I got beat nothing else mm. like rather than be like oh it's because the, it was windy External or the course factor, is sh- yeah. yeah just be like I got beat because I got beat yeah and what it,
1: made you realise that I think because it's a fucking some people never figure that shit out yeah, bro yeah. like ever in their life
2: dude uh, for me when when I figured that out that was when I think that was when I when I got bronze last year in the UCI World Championships that was literally then, because I when I got bronze, I um found out that I would have won that world championships if I didn't slip a foot at the end of my run, yeah. and a foot deduction is five points, and I was four points behind Justin Dowell, who was in first, and you know i I said to my girlfriend, uh, you know, I'm glad that I didn't win that year because I wouldn't have been so hungry to win it this year, yeah, and but like again, I just I just was like you are literally in control of everything you do on your bike whether it's the you know the only thing you're not in control of is the weather yeah and how and and how the ramps are built yeah like but
1: everyone has to deal with the exact same thing right
2: and that's what kind of gives me grace about riding is that everyone's in the same boat it's just about how you think how your position is on the boat yeah and for me I just I just woke up one day and I was just like you don't win because you got beat it's not because of how your bike broke or because of this or dude you got beat because you got beat yeah like regardless you. I could be like oh yeah I would have won if I did this yeah but you didn't because you, you and you didn't and that's why you lost yeah and I guess it's just lessons learnt and overcoming those those lessons and just being like not having any excuses being yeah. like you go. I, I lost because I, that guy was better than me. Yeah. And it, and for me to say someone was better than me, fucking kills me, because I want to be the best, you know. <laughs> yeah. And like, and and I use that against myself. I'm like, yeah, he was better than you today. Go home and work hard. Yeah. And then that's when I go home and, and I get to fucking work and I, I use that energy. And I feel like that's I've learned more losing than I ever could winning. Like when I listened to. to uh, Cooper Webb in his 250 career about like he's learnt way more losing in the fir- first two 450 years yeah than he's ever did winning in the 250 series yeah and for me that's what I went through like I learnt way more just admitting defeat yeah than just making excuses for it because if you make excuses for defeat you're just lying to yourself really like you're just yeah. like you're just giving yourself an excuse to be bad
1: did you have people around you that were telling you this kind of shit were you reading books were you like like or did it all just like come from inside you like you just constantly had like a battle with it
2: this is like i don't read books or anything i listen to your podcast that's about it <laughs> <laughs> but i don't I, this is all just like life lessons yeah stuff i've learned firsthand and insecurities i've overcome and just anxieties and depressions and stuff like that like it's it's all speaking from like how I speak to you is how I speak to everyone like I want like we were saying before like I can't control what people think of me but I'd rather people hate me for who I am than love me for who I ain't yeah so I'd rather people like they can respect me or not but if they don't like me for who I am, then fuck yeah, don't like me for who I am because I ain't fucking changing for you, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: No, and I mean, it's a fucking, as long as you're like good with that person, you know, that, that no. you are, but it's a fucking tough deal and then like, you add in the, like it's tough for anybody to go through it just in like day-to-day life and then I guess yeah. you add in the pressures of what you've got to do and you know, because you're not making any money, you're chasing this fucking dream that seems crazy, like, if someone from fucking another planet come they're like what do you do for a living and you're like oh i ride a bike and i like do spins and shit." And like it's a <laughs> you know what i mean like if you yeah, have to yeah, like, yeah. like it's a weird thing that you you're, Inli- yeah, you're ideas, trying to yeah. do like it's a unique thing and it's like it's easy to like explain that away like uh i probably should quit like this is a fucking stupid thing to, to try and do but it's yeah. like that's like a even harder to you know go through all of those things of like growing up and all of those like life lessons whilst also trying to do that thing that you're trying to do
2: dude yeah like it's just unbelievable to overcome i feel like overcoming shit like that brings out a character in you that Mm. you just didn't think that you had you know and for me to not overcome it but conquer it and be who i am now like i still face adversity every single day Mm. like i still show up to skate parks with people like i showed up to level up yesterday and people like the scooter kids were fighting over logan and i who was the best and i was just like who the fuck cares yeah but (laughs) like it's just like what you were saying before like it's just insecurities that like obviously i want to be the best and so does everyone else that I compete against. Yeah. But I respect everyone whether they are compete against them or not. Just like I respect you and just like I respect everyone that's working hard to achieve something they want to achieve and they go through hell trying to achieve it until yeah. and they don't give up until they achieve it. And when they do achieve it, it's their Everest. Yeah. They're just Yeah. Guns up and that they could die happy.
1: Yeah. I feel like I feel like you never really even feel like you've made it to where I mean, you won the world championship, and you've won world cups, and you've like won almost everything, and it's like you still don't have a sense of okay, I can stop now. It's crazy. No,
2: fuck no, fuck no. I got a, st- a lot of people don't know the real Brandon Lewis yet. Yeah. So when um, you know, when I go to Tokyo and whatever medal I get, bronze, silver, or gold, I'm not gonna stop until I get get that gold medal. Yeah. You know, it's just i'm gonna die trying to get it you know like whether i what you know it's just that's all i'm thinking about right now is the tokyo gold medal and there's a lot of other things i want to do is obviously get a second gold medal of the x games and and just promote bmx and a healthy life healthy light because it's got a pretty bad light on it in a yeah. lot of in a lot of places like it's crazy that to me that councils around australia that peeled the best skate parks in the worst areas yeah. and I feel like it's that needs to change because that people look at us and they think like you know we're pot smokers drug dealers yeah. that are just at the skate park they're just there I'm like no yeah. we're athletes man like we're here you know like we're not messing around like we're we're fit. Well, you Like you can't
1: even do drugs you're in the fucking Olympic drug yeah, testing program right now bro I can't
2: I just can't do performance enhancing drugs though Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I don't do any. I don't do literally any drugs I don't drink I don't smoke I don't do any sort of i, I mean to take ibuprofen that's it
1: yeah <laughs> which is fair enough
2: i mean you need it you know? <laughs> <laughs> i need it dude i got uh two injuries right now i have a broken rib right now really yeah i've been riding i broke my rib filming for channel seven fuck uh that yeah. sucks and not even i think it was four days after i broke my rib i had to do a photo shoot for nikon
1: oh really yeah what was that all about
2: I was just testing something, like a camera flash or something. Oh, okay. How did that work? No, I don't know. It was Japanese crazy technology, you know?
1: Yeah, right. But like, are you sponsored by Nikon? No, or no, like no, no,
2: no. It was just a gig my friend got me. Oh, they right. like, oh, they come to the skate park, come out. I'm like, okay. And I That's just showed dope. up. And they'll, dude, I was just like, oh, they're going to test this new camera or whatever. And yeah. Do they showed up this a production group and you know, contracts and I had to wear everything black, no spot, no, no logos, no nothing. Did you get paid? Yeah, I got paid. I was going to say, fuck, if you didn't get paid, you got hustled hard. Dude, yeah, imagine, I used to be that kid, they used to get hustled. Fuck yeah, everyone's that kid at the start. Dude, yeah, I remember, I used to do like the the Today Show at 5.30 in the morning on the Monster Mini ramp at Sydney, in Sydney Olympic Park, we have this like wooden W ramp. Yeah. And I used to do shows like at 6.30 in the morning for free, like, I, what was I thinking
1: <laughs> yeah but I mean that's kind of like <laughs> how it is at the start though right
2: yeah literally like you kind of yeah.
1: everyone just is on that fucking hustle and you're just like using one and then you're like oh I'm fucking gonna send this this sponsor a link of me on TV and I'm gonna it's just like that fucking grind at the start
2: and it's crazy too because like at the time I just thought like everyone would care like you know, all these different brands, and, yeah. and at the end of the day, no one fucking cares. <laughs> oh, no, wait, dude,
1: it's the, fuck, it's the worst, Day eh? Like, yeah. I, the amount of times, like, I mean, even with the podcast, like, nowadays, I just don't give a fuck, like, <laughs> even, even if you don't, like, post it, don't post it, I don't give a fuck, I'm yeah. just gonna do another one, because, like, I always, I'm like, oh, man, when this guy posts this one, it's gonna do there, and, I'm like, it doesn't do shit, and then you'll post, like, <laughs> the most random thing and then it just catches fucking fire and you're like all right well i guess you only need a dude with two thousand instagram followers to have like a crazy good episode
2: yeah it's so weird but yeah
1: Yeah, all the stuff you think will matter just it doesn't matter like you've just it's just left foot right foot left foot right foot just keep (laughs) Keep, fucking keep walking
2: yeah just keep chipping away Yeah, yeah just keep walking yeah it's just like at that time you just think like you think you're like you mathematically put things yeah, in your head. You're yeah. just like, this would mean this, and this person will like this, and then I talk to this person, and we can figure something out. But at the end of the day, it doesn't even get past step two. No, no. <laughs> You're just like, hey, this is me, and I was doing this, and you know, this, you know, this is a big news station in Australia or big company, whatever. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I don't know, even know if they read the email or not because no reply, no nothing. <laughs> and I'm just like sick yeah,
1: <laughs> man. It's it's like a balance though because I'm a big believer in visualization,
2: dude. Yeah. So too. I
1: love like I see shit happen. I watch stuff happen, like down to like the Travis podcast. Yeah, that was like episode 15 of this podcast. Jesus. And it and I just was I knew that when Nitro tour was on, I was like, dude, I'm gonna get travel on. And yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like I've known him forever, so it's like it's feasible it's not random but lining him up and his schedule and getting him excited to do something like that it just there's a lot of variables that go into that and i just i just had it in my brain that episode 15 was going to be with travis pastrana and we're going to get these photos and we're going to do all this shit and it it played out the way that i thought about it so it's uh it's a tricky one because you don't want to waste too much energy thinking about like oh if i do this channel seven thing and then i do this and because it it's like you can waste a lot of time on that yeah, yeah but on the flip side there's that whole visualization thing if you really believe that something can happen and you put everything into it like sometimes it does
2: yeah no it's f- I, I definitely believe in visual- visualization you, you as well. talk
1: like you, you don't you talk shit into existence like I can just yeah. tell from just today like the <laughs> way that you talk like you talk about Tokyo like you've already got the gold medal you talk about it like you and Logan are gonna go one two you're a guy that you can see that that's why you've been successful like you have a fucking pretty crazy belief in yourself
2: yeah well at the end of the day it's just been something that it's always been you know internal i've always wanted to believe in myself but i've always had people around me like no you can't that's cockiness you can't come Mm. off as cocky you can't look like this guy you can't say these things and now i just like you know like what i said before i'd rather like people not like me for who i am than. do you get a
1: lot of hate for that shit i do
2: sometimes i do yeah I do. From, my
1: other writers or from fans or... Nah,
2: just from fans. and I wouldn't... I, I would call them fans, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, dude, I just say whatever the fuck I want now. I don't give a fuck. Like, like, what you were saying, like, I talk shit into existence. I would say it's true because all week I've been texting Lucas, like, I'm going to be a fucking world champion. I want to be a fucking world champion. That's all I give a fuck about. Yeah. I can see myself winning it. Like, I could... Like, it was crazy. I have my um Beats by Dre headphones. Be- Beats by Dre hit me up. Um, <laughs> I was on the the side of the course just like visualizing my run and just visualizing like wearing the rainbow jersey getting the the necklace on me and like just i can i can visualize like my girlfriend coming up to me and hugging me kissing me and telling me she's proud of me and my coach being there for me and coming back like i visualize coming back to australia for some reason and having my dad there yeah and being like fucking hell you know and like i visualize shit so like vivid yeah vivid dude yeah. like it's like deja vu like i've seen it before that's
1: sick yeah that's the shit that works bro yeah. like that's the that's the level that like i think this year i i was undefeated this year like yeah. with my comps and that's what all i thought about i just thought i was like i'm not gonna you know, like i literally there's nobody that i will will fight in my divisions that I'm going to compete in, that is as yeah. good as me. And like, I just constantly saw, like, That's so sick. every, every, all these submissions, and I saw yeah. my hand getting raised. I like, I felt the feeling of like when I fucking hit my chest or whatever. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. I've constantly felt that shit. And it's like, it all fucking, it happened that way. Like, Dude, it's, yeah. so, but obviously, you got to do the fucking work to back it up. Yeah. It's no good just thinking about it. But I, I really believe that. If you want something bad enough and if, like, if you're a person that, like, listens to this shit and you don't have those crazy vivid visuals like you're talking about, you're robbing yourself of, like, some serious fucking, uh, I don't know. Success. Like, yeah, like, like potential, A. Yeah. Eh?
2: yeah, yeah. You're literally robbing yourself of success because the most successful people on earth pretty much predict their success Mm. and I don't want to say I predicted my world championship because like you know I had to put the work in and I was like .03 of a point losing to Logan Mm. and you could have flipped a coin it was that close but dude like you can literally like if you're not constantly having those vivid visuals of you winning, then you're never gonna win, you mm. know. And so it's so sick. You're undefeated. Like I want to be undefeated. You know, I want to win everything next year. Doesn't matter what it is. Like my
1: level's a little bit different to
2: your level, bro. Doesn't matter, bro. You're <laughs> still you're still fucking getting beaten up. <laughs> so for me, like I get beaten up emotionally with this BMX thing. Like it's so it's so emotionally taxing. Yeah. Like traveling to and from places meeting not not meeting people meeting people's great
1: but you like constantly have to be brandon lupos everywhere you go
2: everywhere i go but it's so good to like let my hair down and just be like who i am and i just think that for me to let my hair down i was just like fucking i'm just gonna be who i am like yeah. what ja- like what um el was saying in his like podcast with you is like he, he just started being himself and that's mm-hmm. when he started getting people liking him whether he won races or not mm-hmm. like i'm a massive fan of jason anderson and not because of he won races but because Jason is a dude that I look up to in a sense of just being yourself and mm. if people like you cool but if they're not they don't like you then cool for me I, w- I want to be that Jason Anderson but obviously not that level of Jason Anderson yeah, yeah. like I want to be the best version of myself but I have that kind of mentality where like I am me and I, and I'm you know I say things how it is and I'm not going to be fully unfiltered, yeah. but it's just going to be as close as you can. I'm be. just going to be as close as I can. Yeah. I'm, po- I'm going to be a polite dick, if that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: Humble brag. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It's um. I was just I posted the Jason Weigamp podcast today. Dude, I love
2: Jason. He lives in North Carolina too. Really? Have you ever met him? Dude, never. I'm a massive fan of that dude. Like, dude. I, I listen to J- Racer X and shit. Like, dude, I love that dude.
1: Yeah, fuck, we'll hook that up. And He's then I heard
2: out. he rode a quad. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> that wasn't his choice though the poor bastard yeah that's um, all right Take yeah, back. We'll, we'll fucking. <laughs> ooh, I'll hook that up. Well, yeah, get you to meet him. He's a fucking cool dude. Have you ever been through like the Joe Gibbs Racing shop or anything dude, like that?
2: that's in Charlotte. I live in Raleigh, so How that's, far like, is that? that's like it's like a three hour drive. Oh, okay. But uh, I've done that drive like in one day.
1: Yeah, dude, I would
2: definitely go out to JGR and meet Jason and stuff. One hundred percent.
1: Yeah, you should do that. We'll fucking definitely get that hooked up, man. Dude, like yeah. go out there and like because um, who they got riding for him this year? So they got Filthy Phil. Nicola filthy phil's
2: Eddie. riding supercross this year
1: yeah oh. yeah so they got him That's and sick. then um freddie noren as well
2: and um they have uh uh oh, alex the, alex martin running yes, 250 as yeah, well yeah, yeah. he's yeah. out there as well now yeah so you and, should, and um joey savachi lives in north carolina now too I think. yeah yeah because he's like he's yeah. out for a bit though he's still there yeah he'll, he'll
1: be there but he won't be riding for a while poor bugger yeah. he got fucked what up what what did he do he like you know that? Did you see? You didn't see any of the race, eh? No. Nah. So there was a sick rhythm section. It was like a three on to a tabletop.
2: Oh yeah, that and right then, out the left corner, yeah, right? out of the yeah. turn,
1: and then he went three on. But he hit fucking neutral and just went full on, just like god, oh, like he got fucked up. It Dude. was it was bad, bro. What
2: what did he like ACL? No, nah, he
1: like snapped his tip and fib. I'm oh, I, I'm pretty sure he busted like a an artery as well. I oh, think, that yeah. that's
2: where he's gonna be out for a while yeah like it was tip like tip him. Like, oh, that's like two months max yeah so I don't see why he's out for the whole series but it's like yeah it's like an some, artery yeah, some yeah.
1: like bad fucking blood vessel artery thing I don't yeah. know whether I messaged him um when he was in hospital because I went down to Melbourne the, the the week after and he was still there like he was flying Jesus. out yeah he was flying out I think I landed on I landed on Thursday and I'll, oh. I messaged him to see, like, if he was still there and if he needed anything or whatever. He yeah. he's like, dude, I'm just about to fly out. So, yeah, he was. Jeez. He's got stuck in that hospital for fucking nearly a week.
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Poor he, Him and his wife, huh? Is it his wife
1: now? No, nah, I don't – yeah, but I don't think that it, she was there. He was just there by himself.
2: Oh, shit.
1: But when I spoke to, I spoke to him on the Sunday after the race – and uh, and Bailey and the Ame boys were yeah, with him, yeah. so like they fucking they look after those boys pretty good.
2: Yeah, Adam's a good dude. Is he, oh, you met Adams. him? Yeah, yeah. he's he, he's um Sinclair's agent still, right? Adam Bailey.
1: I wonder. I don't know if he still does the management. I probably does. But yeah, he's always yeah. been Cam's um Cam's manager.
2: Yeah, because that, that's how I met him first. Cause yeah, because like, right. I like, I bet. I met Cam through Nitro, and then I met Mick, his brother, who sponsored yeah. me while he w- was working for oh, Fox. Oh, Fox, yeah. And then I met that that like that crew. Yeah. Yeah, they're such good dudes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, pull
1: this a little bit closer. Or you come, in. you come into <laughs> yeah. it, or pull it back a bit. Um, yeah, sweet. Yeah, we were talking about Sammy before because you've just had your fist glove be released. When, yeah. When was like you said you've been riding for Sammy for years, eh?
2: Dude, yeah, it was like on and off though. Like I um. Like as
1: you got sponsors where you couldn't use fist or whatever.
2: Yeah. Well, I um, I first got my f- I got my first pair of gloves from f- from Sam from Fist in twenty twelve. Yeah. And that was when he lived in Melbourne and he owned a skate park down yeah, there. Yeah, Rampfest. Rampfest. Yeah. And uh, he was just like, "Hey, if you have any gloves, gloves, let me know." And I'm like, "Heck yeah! Like, f- I love these gloves, and it's even like it's better that it's him, you know?" Yeah. And. I uh, signed with Fox like a year later and I couldn't wear his gloves anymore. I was low-key pretty bummed because I loved <laughs> his gloves. <laughs> but uh, Fox are really good to me and it, they have good product too. So, But as soon as um, I decided to part ways with Fox, I, I just hit Sam straight back up and I was just like, hey man, like, uh, can I wear some gloves? <laughs> <laughs> That's and he, so good. And he was just like, yeah man, you're not with Fox anymore? Fuck yeah, what's your address? And he sent me some gloves and, and that was when we started... Um, Teen off again like started working together again and you know uh i think it, it meant a lot like to me to wear the gloves in my first x games gold medal i wore the pink ones yes
1: and yeah. i gave
2: them to a, a random kid in the crowd and the kid uh, i think he sent me a photo like six months later of him wearing the gloves at the skate at a skate park or something that's so sick and I, and uh, i haven't told sam that by the way <laughs> <laughs> i haven't told sam that but he, if you're listening to this sam yeah he'll listen to this yeah he frost it so yeah yeah. he's dude he's such a lord huh Yeah, dude I've, he's a hustler yeah, yeah he dude. is dude he's I'll, like a
1: new level of busy these days too
2: yeah it's especially I'm not gonna say right before Christmas but this dude is just non-stop like yeah. we were hanging out with him the other day Yeah, we went to go look at my glove and stuff yeah. when it first dropped and I got some like got some gloves off him and we went and ate our wives with Matt White and stuff and that was really cool and just to, like, talk to him and sit on the couch and, and just talk shit with him was so sick. But, dude, like, the phone's... The guy's phone didn't stop. Yeah. And I'm so proud of him because, obviously, like, that dude came from fucking Tassie where, like, he had a dream and now he's, like, finally, like, getting it, you know? And I'm so proud of him.
1: Dude, same, but, man, same here, eh? Like, seeing his new warehouse like so he was in here for the whole first half of this year oh shit so he was downstairs like that where uh, i showed you ainsley's office yeah yeah, so all of that that was fist so like every like just four months ago not even two months ago fist was in here and now he can barely fit in his new place so it's like that's how crazy that it's been you know and like people always think it's this overnight success there is nothing overnight about Fist. It's 10 years, man.
2: Yeah. The only thing that was an overnight success was Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> it's so crazy, too, how close you are to Sam. Like, like Sam's just over there. Yeah. And, dude, yeah, like we you said, like, he was downstairs, but now he can barely fit in his new warehouse. Like, yeah. I can only imagine how big it's going to grow from here on out, you know? Like, yeah. Fist is so sick.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. It's always been crazy. Well, it's not crazy because I fucking know the dude. Like, he's yeah. the man. But it's so crazy to see guys like you will call him and be like, I want to run fist. And we're at that skate park level up today. <laughs> and like, what other fucking glove was there, bro? No, 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 no I'm not. It's crazy, as dude. Well, yeah. like, it's fucking. It makes me like. It trips me out, dude. Yeah. It yeah. fucking trips me out to just everywhere I go, like, moto tracks fucking every time you get to escape park like he's just he fucking crushed it. i just like i get it but yeah. i don't get it it's so <laughs> gnarly how he's just dominated that whole deal
2: dude it's so crazy too because it's it's so it, obviously it's a, i'm not gonna say it's a product you can touch and feel because you literally can yeah but like the 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 impact he has on people just to wear like something over your hand is ridiculous yeah like when my glove came out, I was super stoked. And then one of my friends, like... Obviously, I've had people being like, Oh, yeah, a couple of pairs and large, thanks. Like, yeah. give me some free gloves. But yeah. it was crazy when my glove dropped. I've had friends, like, send me, like, message... Send me, like, receipts of, like, screenshots that they've bought the gloves. Yeah. And I'm just like... Not only, like, they're buying my gloves, but it's like... To have my design on a fist glove... Yeah. Is insane. And plus, all how how many other people wear fist gloves around the world. Yeah. It's freaking insane. Like, I go to Germany, America, like, Eng- England is dominated by fist too. No one in England doesn't wear anything but fist. It's so crazy, dude. But in America, it's kind of like... You, well, yeah, it's a different yeah, market over different, there. Different, way different market. Yeah. But he does well over there too. But it's just like...
1: And man, he fucking struggled during those Ramp Fest days. Yeah. Like, big time. Like, he's had... We're we're coming up to chapter 88 of the podcast. I think this will be... I think 85 just dropped today. So, I got to get Sammy in here because, like, he's fucking 88. And, like, man, he's got a really crazy story. Like, he's been through fucking hell. And some of the holes that he's dug himself out of... Dude. I don't think I would have tried. Like, honestly. I mean, even now, like, I fucking have holes to dig myself out of that are, like, that are fucking baby potholes compared yeah. to what he did like he but you just, couldn't
2: see the sun at all he just kept he climbing. just
1: nutted up dude and fuck man like there's yeah i can't say enough about how hard that motherfucker has worked to get to where he is it's insane dude man, so yeah so proud of him yeah no i share that that same vibe and like yeah just all the top dogs want to be on that brand it's fucking dude crazy. yeah
2: there's people that hit him up that that are like big free ride dudes that are like give me a SIG glove and he's like no you have a gear sponsor like they won't be stoked on that and he's yeah. like no fuck it let's do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> no bro
1: <laughs> and, and now like he's doing all like everybody's merch he's just fuck he's killing it it's yeah crazy. Harry Bink and stuff and yeah. Saul
2: Lee and shit yeah like dude yeah. Brooke
1: Evers was in there the other day like dude, having a yeah. meeting with him you know like it's just he's yeah fucking domination by the big dude, dog
2: so insane yeah fucking hell so yeah that's insane I love Sam. I've known him, I've known him for a real long time, but yeah, to see how big his companies are, are yeah. becoming is insane.
1: Well, he's a he is the first person that turned me on to you. Oh, really? Yeah, it was at X Games in Sydney. Oh but, sure. Like we walked up to watch you and um and Logan and Bulldog, and it was like it, yeah, Sam was telling me he's like this fucking this Brandon Lupo. It's like he's from Sydney, and what happened in that run? Did you? Because the course was fucking shit, right? Yeah, it was Because it was dirt, I think, that I watched you in. Yeah. Yeah, and the course was just fucking garbage terrible. because of the, the rain that they had. Yeah. But yeah, did what did you get at that X Games? I got fifth. Yeah, okay. But, but they um, made like a big deal about you and like your mom and dad being there and stuff, right? Yeah,
2: but it's crazy that they make a big deal of it, but they were on the other side of the stadium
1: oh really
2: yeah so i was just like fucking kidding me they yeah. made banners for me and everything and i couldn't see him
1: oh that's a bit <laughs> like of a it was a
2: big stadium too yeah like yeah it was pretty shitty but i mean at the end of the day x games was a good event in sydney regardless of the wi- regardless of the rain and the wind yeah. and stuff like that so but yeah i mean I, I rode all right like i i um i did a i f- flipped double tail up on the first jump and it, and cash rolled the middle set mm. and then tripled the last one but I I didn't I like slipped a foot but I didn't hit the ground Yeah, I just rode away one footed <laughs> like yeah, this yeah. and um, I thought that was good enough for a podium but I got fifth and I mean it's it shit happens you know yeah but it is what it is it is what it is but I just I put a lot of pressure on myself because I won dirt in Minneapolis mm. and I knew I could have won Sydney if, I, if all the, the stars aligned but obviously, like I, I, I'm a firm believer in in God, and I do believe that like He, there's things He, like there's things I'm meant to win and not meant to win, mm. and I do believe the things that I'm not we- meant to win are the ones that I've, I have to learn from. Yeah. And there's one of the to lose a gold medal that was in my hometown. The only chance I'll probably ever have to getting that gold medal in Sydney it uh, was a very big kick in the ass for me because I was like, I wanted that gold medal yeah. one the Minneapolis one yeah. to do it in front of my family and stuff. Especially with all the stuff I went through in 2018, and 2017. And, and it was crazy because the day before, the, the day before, no, was it the day after? Yeah. The Dirt Final was on the 20th of October and my grandma passed away on the 22nd. 22nd. Yeah. And that was a year yeah and I was just like to you know to do it and have my family there with all the shit we've been through that year was yeah. insane
1: I mean that still would have been crazy fucking proud of anyway as it was dude that
2: it, like didn't matter if I want or not like yeah. I walked over and they're like my boy yeah. they all got photos my best friend was there and he brought his newborn as well and that was like ins- it was it, 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 it made me feel good knowing that you know i put so much pressure on myself to win all these contests and all these people expect me to do well and it's good to just not fuck up but shit not go to plan? and people still be like there you know? yeah
1: yeah well i mean do you think you maybe put too much pressure on yourself at times
2: yeah 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. i like i i make it a very bigger deal than it it originally is yeah but at the end of the day it's just it, it's a contest there's more to win
1: yeah 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 no you. yeah you're right but yeah i mean you seem like you kind of you do put a lot of pressure and it's like i always say pressure makes diamonds
2: and yeah. it's like
1: i you know i do believe that that pressure brings out the best but you definitely don't want to get it to the point where it's like a crippling pressure
2: mm, at, at the end of, i feel like pre- negative pressure and pressure and positive pressure are two different things yeah and Other people believe that none of those pressures exist. It's just pressure and how you deal with it. Mm. But for me, I learned how to make my pressure, make pressure my bitch. Yeah. So
1: what, (laughs) what, what's your idea of like a a positive pressure?
2: My idea on a positive pressure would have to be people who believe in you and tell you that you can do these things. You just need to keep doing what you're already doing and you will achieve what you want to achieve as long as you just, maintain Mm. and then the negative pressure is people who are like tell you what you have to have to lose yeah you know it's like oh you could win this but you could also lose it yeah and I'm like uh, for me uh, I it it depends on the number of people in the final there's normally 12 people in a final but in the Olympics there'll be nine that's I have one out of nine chances to win that gold medal like it's not a very very big odd you know Mm. one out of nine people you know but at the end of the day, you can make it as negative pressure or, like, all these guys have to screw up and I have to do okay to win. Yeah. Or I ride at my fucking best and these guys can't touch me. Yeah. And that's positive pressure. Yeah. Ride at your fucking best, like, you know you can. And I feel like that's, you know, you can transform anything into positive as long as you find, not a loophole, just to be like, this A is way, l-. like, a way yeah. to shift your perspective. Yeah, just put perspective yeah just to shift your perspective into the positive because for me I grew up around a lot of people that were very realistic and to me it translates over to negative Mm. because because realistic is something that is a way of giving up it's easy to shoot for it's easy to shoot for and for me I want to shoot for the stars yeah and I'm like if I can if I can see it I, I believe it and that's that's reality you know and it's not like I'm living in fairy tale land I'm just like I can see it and I can touch and feel it and I know it's going to happen and I put my my energy into this positive pressure. Yeah. And strive towards it.
1: Yeah. What you were saying today that like the whole Olympics thing is kind of met with a bit of negativity in like the BMX community. Yeah. What's the sort of story there you reckon?
2: I think they just don't want to accept that it's an Olympic sport and it's uh it it's it looks bad where for me, I think it's such a good look for our sport to be taken seriously.
1: What's the thing that they're like against? Like what is negative in their mind?
2: Well, to me, like I, I don't even know how to answer that question. Like there's <laughs> nothing for them to hate about the Olympics. Like if they don't like it, cool, They're not. no one's asking you to do it. Mm. Like for, for me, uh, I never really found my place in BMX until the Olympics got announced. Like for me, I wanted to win an next Games gold medal. Like I can't imagine what I would be doing if the Olympics weren't here like I'd still be riding but I'd be like oh I haven't X Games gone better, what is there more to win yeah you know what I mean where now the Olympics are involved there's a new threshold there's a new whole new world and for me that that was what I was missing is like like the way X Games are so commercialized and so like to a T on one style of riding mm. in different disciplines for me the Olympics is me to a T mm. like it's when you think about BMX and the BMX Freestyle in the Olympics I want people to think about Brandon Lupos just like where people think about 450 Supercross they think about you know Eli Eli Tomac Ken and Ryan Dungey. and when they think about MXGP Jeffrey Herlings and Antonio Cairoli yeah when people think about BMX Freestyle in the Olympics they think about Brandon Lupos yeah like yes. that, that key. That's that's where I sit. Like that's where I. That's that's where I belong.
1: And, and you seem like you really want to push BMX out of like that negative image.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I, I want BMX to be looked at as a, as, the as I look at it as the most positive sport of all time. Mm-hmm. Like my bike is my best teacher. Like it's taught me so much about everything about life even if it has nothing to do with BMX. Yeah. But everything has everything to do with BMX when it comes to life and and, and riding. Like, Yeah. Like, I totally,
1: yeah, I totally, totally agree.
2: Yeah. I just think that like, it's something that you just learn as you get older. Like for me, I feel like I've learned m- the last 16 years of riding my bike. I've learned more riding 16 years than I would have ever learned in school. And I'm not talking about mathematics or geography, or whatever that shit doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Yeah but dude like shit that matters like the only thing my bike can't teach me is how to do my taxes
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but it can make you money to pay some cunt to do it <laughs>
2: fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Good. Uh, hopefully i can get around that amazon guy get those loopholes he has that he has as well yeah 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 because he didn't pay his taxes and he made like insane money like no way it's fucking great hundred something million dollars and didn't pay any taxes it's america g and fucking donald trump didn't pay taxes too
1: Wrought the system
2: dude i think (laughs) i think i think the whole tax thing is um just kind of like a a way it's like a test it's like how can you get around this Mm. (laughs) and i feel like they do it so they do it so well we all get fucked
1: yeah pretty much (laughs) the rich get richer so fucked um, so yeah when did you say that you got into into the motocross shit as heavy as you did I want to look up to see what highlights are available for the uh, super because I, I still haven't watched the Melbourne stuff yet
2: yeah no my my first race I ever watched live was Anaheim 3 in
1: 2014 mm, remind me who won that race Chad Reed. What, what Anaheim 2 Anaheim 3 Anaheim 3 2014 I was definitely there was he really? was that the Honda year
2: no, it was Cowie. Is that the Cowie? That was when he still had Tutu 2 Motorsports. Yeah, and, that and, was um, definitely there. And Villo was there, James was there. Fuck, I'm trying to
1: remember that race. We, let's just look that race up real quick. Yeah. Make sure this is playing through the thing. Yeah, I was there for...
2: Because um, that was the last year of Anaheim 3, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 2014.
1: Right. I need to look that shit up. Yeah, I pretty much didn't miss a Supercross race for... Like really, the whole time that I was there, um, fourteen and three. All right, let's watch this fucking highlights right now.
2: Oh, Jason was on a KTM then. Yeah, like dude. Two fifty. That's right, dude.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember I watching remember that. I, re- I was at that race too. Because he
2: took he took out yeah, um Sealy in the Sealy, last Yeah. Lap. Yep. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, I fucking remember that race. There's one that uh.
2: Maybe, like, yeah, it was definitely Anaheim, Anaheim 2 or 3, something like that.
1: Let's see the shit.
2: If Reed's on, on the Cowie, it, it was definitely there.
1: Yeah, dude, I, um... Yeah, dude, yeah. I, I fucking remember this night. I was sitting right right there, like, where that triple was, actually. Really? Yep.
2: Yeah, this was... uh, he came... I think he didn't get... get I don't think he got a good start, but he came through the pack really well. Yeah. Because he didn't get like... He wasn't one of the first guys out of the gate.
1: Wasn't this... This was the year, I'm pretty sure, where James got knocked out at round one? Or was this the race that James got knocked out?
2: No, it wouldn't have been this race.
1: Well, this was the year that Kenny almost won a one, right? And then James got him. Yeah, right. it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then what was the year that Stewie got hit by um, hit by Dunge and that put him it out? Was this year? I think it could be this it race, dude.
2: If it's this race, what a fucking crazy first race to watch, huh? <laughs> so this
1: was your first live race. Yeah,
2: I was I was sitting up in um the Fox. I was riding for Fox at the time. Oh, and, sick. Um, I was up in their booth drinking with, um, with beaks and stuff. Was yeah, sick. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: dude. I um, I didn't like Chad at this point in my life. <laughs> I don't think
2: a lot of people did, man. <laughs>
1: it's crazy, eh? Hey? He's fucking so loved now. Well, I mean, I fucking love the dude. He's well. I mean, we're actually dude, look at that. We're actually friends nowadays. But yeah, th- this time, like I remember not like actively <laughs> not cheering for him, bro. Dude,
2: Chad Reed's <laughs> a fucking hero of mine, man, yeah. and my cousins as well. We both watched, grew up watching him. Like obviously, when I had a little hires from motocross and supercross, like he was like our hero man, yeah. like our fucking hero, and it's so cool. Like my first supercross race in person to see him win. I think this is the last one he's won too. Like supercross.
1: Yeah, maybe.
2: Maybe yeah. it's about maybe it's I put a curse on him or something. Maybe no, nah, I don't think he did. <laughs> I think he's old. <laughs> uh, yeah, he just turned forty, huh? No, I don't think. No,
1: nah, he's only like 35 or something.
2: Well, uh, in your um, podcast with Ricky, he was like, I just turned 40. I was like, fuck off. No, mate. yeah, he's talking <laughs> shit.
1: Yeah. No, nah, he's, he's only like 30. Maybe he's like 36 or something. Yeah. Man, yeah. fuck. Yeah, this is crazy, eh?
2: Dude, look at. Dude, Villo is on him, man.
1: Yeah. Chad's holding his own. Uh, I, I don't know that he liked that bike, too, to be honest. The Cowie? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure
2: what... Dude, th- look at Ken, too. Yeah. Ken's on Vilo as well.
1: Well, this is when they were riding together as well. Oh, really? That was, yeah, this is when b- they were both at Alden's.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right, true. Dude, that's so crazy, Ken on um, KTM.
1: It look, That seems like a long time ago, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. It doesn't look too different from the Honda. At the end of the day, like... I mean, he's pretty much ran the same gear, just a little bit yeah. red bike. Yeah, Yeah, pretty <laughs>
1: much, eh? Yeah. He, um, I saw some Instagrams that he's been posting lately, and like he looks so fast, dude. Dude. Like, so. this could be the year. Maybe. This could he, be the well, year. he'll definitely win some races this year.
2: Dude, I was so bummed he didn't win, um, I think, was it Atlanta? Houston? No, Houston. It was Houston with Cooper Webb. Yeah,
1: that he got second there. That was oh, crazy. fuck. Unless he, out.
2: Ah, oh, fucking hell.
1: Um,. Yeah, dude, old Chad, fucking getting it done. Motor concepts. He's like pulling away from these boys right now.
2: Yeah, because fucking Ken's on Villa, and and Villa's on the defense mode. He's like riding the outside. Yeah, jumping inside, outside. Oh, look at Ken! He's coming through. He's coming through. No shit. Shit. Dude, he gets him though. You watch. Villa does. No, um, yeah, Villa gets Ken, like later in the race, I think.
1: Dude, how sick is the atmosphere at Anaheim? Like, it's such a cool stadium, eh?
2: Dude, the fans go insane. Yeah. Dude, like, the fans are just insane.
1: And especially that it's always was crazy. Well, I mean, they've stopped doing the three rounds now, but, like, yeah. to, to sell three rounds of Supercross, Supercross yeah. there, 50,000 people each um, Each event. I wonder, um, yeah, so I'll look for X Open. Yeah. Nah, Did you Have you got to meet many of those dudes or...?
2: uh no not really i mean this is crazy too because um mertz told me to come over one night when i was in town and he was like hey come over or i'm ha- I'm having some friends over like ken's gonna be here and stuff as soon as i heard ken was gonna show up i was like hey man i can't i'm just gonna fanboy too much that's <laughs> so good and he's just like oh fuck him he's Ken and i'm like yeah that's why
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we right we're gonna watch the uh we're gonna watch the highlights of melbourne right now yeah why is this taking so long the internet is tripping you got dial-up mate oh no we actually like (laughs) we don't have we don't have dial-up but we're pretty fucking close to dial-up here there's like there's some weird shit with the our um
2: sorry no you're good
1: there's um there's some weird shit with like not being able to get broadband in here for oh, some, no way. yeah, for some. Oh, not broadband. This is broadband, but we can't get like the NBN or whatever.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, because I don't know, some someone's buried a fucking cable or something under our driveway, or like it's just one of those like stitch up. Yeah, it's just one of those like dog shit deals. Fuck's sake! I know, which is fucked because I want to start doing these things live, but
2: dude, that'd be so sick if you did that.
1: What? Oh, I was like, why is it ads right now? But I'm not on Gypsy Tales.
2: Yeah, when when um when I saw like the the time come up, I was just like 20 seconds. What?
1: Yeah, um, I need to connect this to my phone because Boost Mobile has the best. Don't play that shit. There we go, Jason's iPhone. We're fucking doing this. Boost Mobile getting us through this podcast, everybody.
2: Boost Mobile, hit me up.
1: Yeah, fucking <laughs> Brandon Lupos needs that. Uh, needs our fucking data.
2: I know, right? Vodafone ain't cutting it anymore. No. Nah.
1: This shit ain't cutting it either. Fuck.
2: Dude, look at Cloudy on top
1: of the list. I know, man. Yeah, that makes you pumped, eh? Sydney, Dude. Sydney boy.
2: Oh, gong, mate. Straight out the gong. Straight out of the gong. So sick.
1: Not letting me connect. What is up with that? This is killing me, Brandon. Yeah, I know. What kind of studio are we running here?
2: Dude, I think it's that you chose the wrong Wi-Fi. Yeah.
1: What the fuck? Just do the thing. We want to watch the race, man. How crazy does that stadium look right now, though?
2: I can't believe that's in Australia, man. Fuck that that sta- that racetrack was in Melbourne.
1: Yeah, it's um, fucked in up. Marvel Stadium, yeah. dude. I had a moment where um, I walked out of like the, they've got like the seating under the grandstand there. Yeah. yeah. Of, of like, sorry, the floor. So it's like they got the grandstand and yeah. like this floor seating. And then I like walked and there's like a, re- like a, the t- upper deck. Yeah. And so you walk, you walk into the seat but the whole stadium the roof and stuff is kind of covered by the deck above you yeah yeah, and yeah. then when you walk out past that like the whole thing just opened up and i was like no holy way. shit and it was right in practice first time i'd seen the bite i just i had the craziest moment of like wow like this what is fucking fuck? in australia right now all right we've got some It's
2: so crazy how it was like did, did they really, did the track designers really expect the riders to turn left, take the corner and go right? No, uh, I didn't. Dude. Did you see the start? How they just, it's supposed to be like yeah, start I, left then right? Yeah, There's no I, way.
1: I really didn't. I did not like that first turn. All right,
2: we're back. We're back. Gypsy gang, we're back.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I, I really didn't like that um, first turn, to be honest. But everything else just looks so good.
2: Dude, Jason's on a freaking new level. No, there you go. That dude.
1: was a cloudy thing, bro. Championship, gone.
2: Dude, that that upsets me. I haven't seen that, that um, mistake. That's a full-on mistake. Yeah.
1: And then he went down again, dude. Oh, no, that's Ando. That's when Chad took Ando out. I fucking love Ando. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so cloudy went down there. Um... Yeah, I, I fucking love that about Ando, too, that he legit just didn't give a fuck that Chad took him out. He was yeah. like, whatever, bro, like, why do I care? <laughs> How gnarly is that?
2: I feel like i get along with Jason Anderson.
1: Yeah, you would for sure. He's, he's just the, like, most mellow dude.
2: Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty mellow. We can mellow out together and vibe. Yeah he likes a lot of the same music i do for sure
1: what kind of music are you into
2: like old school hip-hop yeah like biggie tupac yeah uh i've been listening to a lot of spanish rappers though
1: yeah we need the, after this you got to tell your spanish story yeah yeah um i've been listening uh i've been listening to heaps of wu-tang clan lately
2: yeah i have a wu-tang tattoo
1: oh really yeah oh no shit wu-tang forever son yeah <laughs> um have you listened to the rogan podcast with um with rizzo yeah, yeah. yeah
2: how he's like vegan, how he was like talking about how, how him and odb were vegan and yeah. stuff for like the longest Dude, time like a
1: really long time yeah that, before
2: it was even a trend
1: that tripped me out hearing that actually
2: it's so crazy he was saying that he was like how he believes that an animal shouldn't die for him to not be hungry yeah i think that's so cool
0: are like, you
1: are you vegan at all or like you no
2: I definitely feel bad about eating meat for sure like I love I obviously love the taste of it and and dude like yeah I mean I would definitely try it I just wouldn't try it this close to the Olympics yeah because yeah, I, I have a friend it. of mine that was com- that competes and he's vegan and he had a really rough time adjusting yeah and I'm like there's no way I want to risk myself getting that yeah. Well, into that stage before the Olympics. Yeah. So I might try it. I don't know. I, can, I, I mainly eat vegan anyway. I just eat... Like, I don't eat cheese or sour cream or... I don't drink any milk or anything. Yeah. Like, I could adjust really pretty easily. Yeah. The only thing that I would, su- that would suck is uh, eggs. I love eggs.
1: Yeah, okay. I feel like eggs, though. It's like... You don't have to be hardcore fucking vegan if you... Like, the eggs thing to me seemed... Well, I guess the whole idea of like the extremist version of veganism is where like you won't even use an animal product. Like, uh, oh, dude, Ando just went like straight through the whole deal. No way. Yeah,
2: he cut the he went through. He just
1: went like straight through. Shout out to Nobby also.
2: He went through the Nobby. He went through, right the, there. yeah, went through
1: the Nobby whole shot. I
2: wonder how that would did. It, did he get disqualified or nah. anything? No well, like, way. What
1: you, like that's a crazy first turn. Like you can't expect people to not. Like all of those dudes to go through the turn without anybody fucking it up.
2: Dude, um, what a
1: great race! Yeah, that's the that's the section there. That's that triple where, where Savatti um, fucking yeah. wanted. I can't believe how hard the dirt got in press day. It looks really hard packed for sure. Yeah, when we got there for press day, it was just like full-blown titty city. <laughs> Holy I, fuck. I did not think that it was going to get like that, eh?
2: Not going to lie. I like Justin Brayton's bike not having the number one plate without the r- red plate on it. Yeah. It looks really sick. Oh, oh. Damn. Who was
1: that? That's Cody Dice getting fucking slammed. Dude it was so crazy seeing how slick it was that section was sick too yeah the the layout of the track apart from the first turn was so good it's just i just don't know like it's really hard to know the conditions of like why the, it went as hard packed as it was you know
2: yeah um well what did the riders think of the last jump how it was like a kicker which one the last jump the the finish line jump how it was like an fmx kicker
1: i don't think people really mind it eh? hey it would have
2: been shitty to scrub if you wanted to scrub it.
1: I, I actually, I think that they're fine. Like, I think that they're fine with the eh? day.
2: That's so sick,
1: dude! Look at fucking Ando said the funniest shit. Uh, <laughs> he's like, dude, Brayton's kid looks like he's got a fucking harmonica and a Mumford and Sons <laughs> no way. album in his pocket. It was the fucking best call of the whole night, dude. That's so sick. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that was a good race. That's cool. It was really cool here and. Um, hearing wygant talk on that shit too
2: dude i feel like he he makes it too yeah. he does such a good job yeah like,
1: he's so legit bro
2: like if he did mxgp i feel like supercross would kind of not do as well
1: <laughs> yeah i feel i wish he did do supercross to be honest i think he's the fucking best in the game at it
2: yeah dude i i, I don't know why like outdoors i get so stoked to hear his voice in outdoors mm. just like i don't know he just has that excitement about him
1: I think Langston's really good too. Yeah, yeah I really yeah. like Langston as a commentator.
2: Yeah, I have a friend of mine, um, Dan Hubbard. He does Supercross too. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's like really good, but he's not in the studio. He's like the guys like on the microphone at oh, night that talks to, yeah, talk to yeah, the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's really really good. How'd you know him? He's a BMX rider. What? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, he owns a BMX show for a competitive energy drink company. Yeah. And he um, does shows with them. Yeah right. So it's really really cool.
1: Yeah, and then so then he does the supercross shit.
2: Yeah, that's his main job as a supercross, but his passion is like he went and bought ramps and sells. The, yeah, the shows to like, I don't know. It's it's just cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like he does shows for that energy drink in different like schools and all around America and stuff. So yeah, yeah. It's really really cool.
1: Um, the, the I remember what I was saying before the the whole vegan thing of like I just don't I don't see eggs as being like a problem oh yeah like i don't think the eggs if i see the fact of like keeping chickens in crazy cages and like the treatment side of it yeah. but i feel like if you've got chickens in a coop where there's no wolves or snakes or fucking anything bad can get to them that's a pretty dope life for a chicken in yeah. exchange for <laughs> some eggs exactly like, yeah. i really don't see the the issue of that
2: yeah well a lot of vegans see the, the issue if it comes from a, a, an animal but at the same time there's always, always the argument where the vegans are eating the chickens foods
1: that's <laughs> <Is> that's <true? laughs> <laughs> no, fucking they're like
2: oh we're saving animals I'm like are you really you're eating their food instead bro yeah, <laughs> yeah I
1: fucking I get it um, yeah, yeah, no, it's just, just funny. Yeah, I just, I think the, um yeah, I just really don't think that. Especially like chickens can get fucked up so easily by basically everything.
2: Anything, dude, anything.
1: And it's like you're protecting these completely vulnerable fucking birds. <laughs> and it's like in exchange for some eggs. It's like, I'm probably taking that deal if I'm a chicken, really. True.
2: Like, I can't not think of like chickens like being tortured. I don't know, like. When I think about having chickens, I just can't not think about the hangover where they're in Mexico and they have, like, <laughs> the, chi- the chickens in, like, the hotel room and they're, like, on, on like, cocaine and they eat chicken <laughs> and they're just, like, a vicious chicken. <laughs> they're, like, attacking people and shit. Uh,
1: dude, speaking of Mexico, how the fuck did you learn how to speak Spanish? Why did you learn how to speak Spanish?
2: Uh, all right. <laughs> Uh, when I first moved to America, I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. And I moved in with my good friend, Brian Fox. And we had a roommate, I'm not going to say his name. And he was from Columbia. Yeah, and, right. And he didn't, He's English is good, but he kind of, he was a really influential guy and I trusted him. And he was like, you know, it, it, how it started for me to speak Spanish is that he would, he would be like, you know, since we live together, he'd be like... You know, instead of water, he would be like, agua, agua. Yeah. And you're like, you want some agua? I'm like, sure. And then eggs, huevos. You want huevos? I'm like, yeah. And <laughs> um, it just started from there, like, hola, and like, como stars and casas, and like, just like, different, like, instead of labeling it, like learning a language, it, just, just, it would just be like another. Yeah, just teaching another, it on the go, yeah. It would just be like, instead of saying, hey, going, it's just... yeah Yeah. and you know i'd reply in spanish as well and then like i don't know i got more eager to learn it as i learned more words yeah and then i just said to him one day because he moved in with because we moved out of that house with brian because brian moved to florida yeah and we moved into a new house in holly springs which is just 20 minutes away from raleigh where we could be closer to the skate park to practice every day and I was just like, hey, man, I really want to take this Spanish thing seriously. I want to learn to speak Spanish. And he's like, okay, go get a whiteboard. And I went and got a whiteboard and started writing words that like I would – if like for me, I had to learn to write – not learn, sorry, learn to write shit down, but I had to learn like pretty much listen to myself. Like what words do I use every single day? Yeah. And write them down like – what, what are the words I say mostly and translate that into Spanish and I wrote them on the whiteboard and I would like I would uh, look at like not like what this translates over to but like what the Spanish word is and then if I recognize that word with the English word I'll rub off the English word and I'll still uh, know that yeah. Spanish word means that I still struggle with Spanish but um it's uh it's definitely cool <laughs> but one thing that um really helped with my Spanish is listening to music. Like, I, I got really... Like, my, my number one played uh, artist on Spotify this year is Bad Bunny. Really? Yeah. Who like, the fuck is Bad Bunny? Spanish rapper. He's from Puerto Rico.
1: Right, we're fucking looking up Bad Bunny
0: right
2: now. Dude, he's such a badass. He doesn't speak English, but... I mean, he does, but it's not, like... real. It's not good English. He's got, like, the Hispanic sense of humour. But, um... Yeah, Bad Bunny is like a G, dude. Like Bad he's. Bad Bunny. Yeah, he does. He has a song with Drake, and it's in Spanish as well.
1: It's literally. That there.
2: That's his new song.
1: So we're playing that shit. Forty-four million views. This motherfucker has forty-four million views in three weeks. Yeah,
2: insane. He's insanely <laughs> famous, man. This is sick as fuck, dude. Yeah. This so, like vet their means go away.
1: This is gangster right now.
2: Yeah. Sudabas. I'll
1: have to cut this bit out, but Yeah. This is like a pretty decent budget music video too yeah It's got a million likes. I'll give that a little thumb So you can understand this like
2: I, I like at the fir- at first I don't understand it. I'll listen to the song and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll pick apart words and stuff but what helps me is like like translating it over and saying this this sentence means this it's more yeah. like sentences yeah because when we like even when you and I speak, we use sentences more than words and sen- sentences more than words. Mm. And that's the same in Spanish. Like, you got to know some sentences because otherwise, like, if you don't know the word... If you just pick apart the words, you'll never understand it. Mm. Like, you just... for Like, for people who... For, yeah, for people like us who speak English fluently... Yeah. It's like, for people that are learning English, it's, like, hard for them to, like, know what we're saying because not only we use a lot of slang... Yeah. But it's it's hard for them to know what the sentences are. Yeah. Because that's the same in Spanish.
1: Dude, there's fuck... He almost has a billion views on this Drake song.
2: Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, Bad Bunny's a celebrity, dude. What the fuck?
1: Wow. Drake's a bit of a fuck boy, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, this just screams fuck boy to me, right? His Spanish
2: there. is okay, though. It's better than mine, but it's all right.
1: I mean, this is like a super smart thing for Drake to do, really. Yeah, to think about it, like, like the biggest Mexican artist.
2: He's a Puerto, or a Puerto Rican. Rican. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Of Spanish artist, I guess you yeah, could
2: say. Yeah, we just say Hispanic, it's like easier. Yeah. But Bad Bunny, dude, Bad Bunny's 23. Wow. That dude there is 23. Wow,
1: dude. This is fucking
2: tripping me out. This is a
1: sick little come up. Drake's a full fuck boy in this video (laughs) right now dude no offense drake i love you but you're a fuck boy
2: (laughs) he probably he dude he 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 fucks though oh drake fucks for sure (laughs) he fucks
1: dude i i remember reading some shit um where like drake is basically like so famous that he only pays for sex yeah like he doesn't fuck regular chicks anymore he's just fucking like pros basically like, how crazy yeah. is that shit? get yeah. Like, to have sex with Drake, you'd have to fill out a form. And I'm not even joking. Like, they'd be full on NDAs and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, it'd be crazy shit that he has to do just to get a nut.
2: <laughs> like, it's fucking wild, huh? Dude, I can't imagine, like, being that famous, dude. No! No fucking way.
1: It'd be terrible, dude. Like, I was saying on a podcast the other day that um, I heard in my apartment complex like I was just walking down to the car and this dude like I could see in the window and he had like his laptop his laying in his bed and he had his laptop and he was watching Joe Rogan and I'm like <laughs> I'm like fuck that like no I'm fucking like, way I don't even want I don't want that like it's fucking crazy like,
2: like Justin Bieber level celebrity like no. when he was a kid fuck that Dude, even right now, man.
1: Like he actually seems like a really nice guy. I've FaceTime Justin Bieber before. No way. <laughs> yeah, just randomly with a, a friend of mine. is like really good friends with him. He actually yeah. used to be his stylist. Oh, what was the word? He was his um fuck. They had like some cool word for like basically he was like yeah. Bieber's like style, style coach. Right. He wasn't a stylist, he was a style coach.
2: He's probably bad bunny.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, and yeah, we were we were at like Riviera Golf Course one day, and like yeah, Beaver FaceTime. <laughs> like, I re, he said, um, "What did he say?" I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast, but he, he's like, Ryan was like, "Hey, it's my buddy Jace." He's like, "Jace, what's up, man?" Like, who are you, dude? <laughs> and I was like fucking nobody bro <laughs> that's literally <laughs> what I said to Bieber I was like I'm fucking nobody like I don't that's it
2: but but that was when that was back way back when when now you, you're some, you nah I'm not still like, nobody Bieber you're, you're somebody <laughs> I'm still somebody.
1: nobody Bieber um bad bunny dude that's like are you into Diane Wood
2: nah have you ever heard of Diane Wood No, nah, no nah.
1: bruh <laughs> alright you're about to get yeah. fucking this so this is like the South African bad bunny
2: oh really South yeah. African yep
1: yeah. you've never crazy. heard of Diane Wood?
2: nah I can't say I have no wow
1: alright let's play I think you freaky ok it's this these guys are crazy as fuck
2: dude. oh is it a group yeah oh shit
1: these you remember the movie Chappie with mm. the robot yeah, yeah 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 this is them
2: no way yeah 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 That's they're so a cool.
1: fucking like crazy rap group oh shit yeah, dude, these are legit as fuck. That's Ninja. Ninja yeah. and landy This fucking song, like, is so hard, bro. <laughs> I'm not even joking.
2: What um, the fuck?
1: This is like, if I could see a song live right now at a music festival, it would be this song. Really? Listen to the fucking drop in this, bro. Alright. <laughs> How good is <laughs> it, dude? <laughs> And this is like not a not a troll. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I don't know. Maybe it kind of is a troll. I don't. They're just they're fucking unreal. It's like
2: random sex dolls laying around. What the fuck? Fuck him up. One (laughs) hundred and forty-five million views. Yeah,
1: these guys are huge, dude.
0: how good is it holy shit
1: yeah this is a this is a pre-run hype song right here bro alright yeah you gotta wait for the drop
2: (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh there's an egg
0: (laughs)
1: it's so hectic eh this is ninjas little bit <laughs> intense,
2: dude. That's so hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's their daughter. Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Lord. Yeah, they're gangster as fuck, bro. This is um. Uh, yeah this is just like a full festival banger like could you imagine being the mosh pit for this
2: oh dude i i people's lives would be taking oh yeah they'd be taken
1: here we go here's the drop (laughs) oh it's so good
2: everyone would get so get so down with this
1: uh, this is this is cool. This is like different. This is a uh, but like these guys are so fucking cool. They've got like uh, this film clip's got Jack Black in it, Cara Delevingne. No like, way, yeah, fucking everybody's in. Like they're they're like the coolest motherfuckers ever, man.
2: That's so sick.
1: They um just burning that son. It's like dope as fuck though, eh? Yeah. Like how random is it? But yeah, so they um they fucking Lady Gaga asked them to be on tour. Oh shit! Yeah, with them, right? They didn't say no. They made a song, and then a video clip where late. You remember when Lady Gaga wore like that meat dress at the at the Oscars or the Grammys or whatever it was? And um, so they made a video clip with like Lady Gaga, and a fucking lion ate her and a prawn was birthed out of her pussy <laughs> to say, like, fuck you, we're not coming on tour with you. Like, that's how, like, hard these cunts are. Holy and then, fuck. So they made that Chappie movie, right? And um, and it was a massive, massive success. Like, yeah, it was yeah. so overwhelmingly successful. Yeah. They were making a sequel, and then Landy, the chick, tweeted that Drake was a faggot. <laughs> and then they fucking pulled the movie no way gnarly eh? what the fuck there's so many there's Kyra Delevingne they just don't care no they don't give a fuck dude like it's really really fucking yeah Uh, super super cool but yeah how gnarly is like the South African yeah just like some weird South African shit going on and so like (laughs) a buddy of mine he's been on the podcast before um, Dusty Rich yeah he's South African and and he like grew up in it's called like Zef culture uh, so, like, what they do, it's, like, it's a fucking style. Like, it's a South yeah. African style. But yeah. to... Because to, to me, like, I watch their shit and I'm like, oh, that's, like, this crazy, like, art direction, like, yeah, really yeah. bizarre shit. But dude. It's actu- that's actually just, like, this whole South African Zeph culture that they've just come out of. Yeah. That you just don't know about. It. And that's, like, that fucking Bad Bunny shit, dude.
2: Dude, yeah, yeah. Same shit, yeah.
1: And so you listening to the music is what really... Got your, like, got your Spanish going better.
2: Yeah, but what what um kind of helped it more was not only talking to people but listening to podcasts in Spanish as really? well. Really? Yeah, because I've like Daniel speaks Spanish. He's from Venezuela. Yeah, Daniel dares So like he don't, when he goes back to Venezuela, he'll like post links to his um. Like podcasts you'll do over there and radio shows and T V and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's some interviews he'll do for American BMX media in Spanish as well because there's a lot of yeah. Hispanic BMXs in America. Yeah. And I'll listen to it and just like pick apart the words and just kinda know what he was talking about and and it's it's crazy. For me, like it, it translates over for me wanting to learn Spanish, it translates over for my writing. Like yeah. the more work you put in, the better you get. Yeah. And for me, like I like, I remember there was, like, a month where I challenged myself to put my phone in Spanish. Ah. And that, that helped a lot. But at the same time, it was, it was like, it was extremely challenging because I couldn't read, like, agreements in Spanish. Oh. So, like, that was my only, like, thing is, like, if someone sent me over an agreement, yeah. change my phone in English, then change it over back to Spanish once I was finished. But that's the only exception.
1: Was it pretty rewarding to, like, get good at Spanish?
2: Yeah, once you start, like not having to put into google translate and back you just yeah. like read it like it's you just know what that means is that's the better feeling is being like fuck yeah it's sick You're that, is, that like,
1: is crazy dude because i always wanted to learn another language
2: yeah they say if you learn another language it helps it helps your prevention of getting short term memory loss by like 80 percent. i bet dude yeah have so, you had
1: many concussions and shit yeah yeah,
2: okay. I, yeah, I've had five, I think. Yeah. I I think I had one when I was younger, like, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I remember one year, one day I was riding the skate park back in Sydney, and I, like, went to jump into a quarter, and my front tire slid out, hit my head, and woke up and just kept riding. I Like, I didn't know what a concussion was, but people were around me, like, but they weren't mm. in front of me. There was people around me, like, you are all right? And I get back up and just keep riding. Yeah, okay. Like, I just, like, go, boom. Yeah. Keep riding, and I'm like... I think back to that now I'm like that was a concussion concussion." (laughs) but I wasn't sick or anything or dizzy I just like I woke up and everything was blue yeah but I just I just kept riding can't really remember much of that day
1: (laughs) yeah no fair enough that's what happens (laughs) if you get a concussion
2: but my worst concussion ever which is crazy I didn't speak Spanish at this point but I was in Mexico and I was um coming around this bowl I was with my good friend Larry Edgar and he's like, do you know um, the kid we were watching today at the skate park?
1: Yeah, which one?
2: Josh Dove. Which the little you? kid? Yeah, the yeah. The one you're like, oh, that st- kid's style Yeah, that motherfucker's got Dude, yeah. Dude, shout out l- to that kid. Yeah, shout out to Josh like, Dove. I want
1: to look like that kid when I do any activity. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he was fucking smiling the whole time. And yeah. And like, yeah, that's a cool kid right there.
2: Yeah, I love Dovey. He's a fucking awesome kid. But anyway. um,
1: What's his Instagram? We're going to follow him right now. Uh, I, can I get... think
2: Dovey03. D-O-V-E-O-3
1: yeah
2: uh, I'm gonna search
1: it cause I'll for sure forget that W
2: make sure you Gypsy Tail gang follow me on Instagram at Brandon Luposio
1: yeah fo show alright uh, I got that W follow um sorry continue no.
2: <laughs> anyway there's another kid like that but his name's um Larry of the American version yeah okay. and he's like the world champion of like that style of riding Yeah and we were like pumping around this bowl like this snake run and we didn't have our helmets on. We were just like – we didn't. We were like just cruising, you know, just like fucking around, not doing anything too crazy but Larry just took it a bit too far and started going faster and faster and faster and I remember I was ripping around this corner, my front tire just slid out. and hit my head so hard. It bounced. Oh. It bounced. It just went
1: – Dude.
2: And I woke up and I like saw everything was white and, and blue and – I was like, like I don't know why. Like I had, I had like physio there with me, and they were like, "Just stay here, just stay here." And I just legit just got back up and went to the, my hotel room, and went back to my hotel room and, and just spewed. Really? Yeah, I was spewing. Like I was hot and cold. Like Yeah, they can fuck you up. Uh. And uh, I went to a hospital, and I ended up having, um, I had like a, I had brain swelling, a little bit of brain bleeding. Wow. And. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck is How wrong with How long did that me? fuck you up for after? I couldn't ride for four weeks. Yeah. Like, I just sort of, As soon as, like, that week was done in Mexico, like, dude, the first three days, I couldn't go outside. Yeah. Like, I couldn't, like... Be in look the at, light. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't be in the light. No, no, I couldn't look at my phone. I couldn't play Xbox. I bought an Xbox that week. <laughs> I couldn't play fucking Xbox because of my fucking concussion. I, like, legit got depressed because, like, I had post-concussion syndrome, which yeah. is, like... Where you're just like just fucking pissed about having a concussion. Yeah. You can't do shit. Yeah. You're just like, fuck's sake. like shout out to my girlfriend for putting up for me that yeah. week. That was a mess. But dude, like man, I, I got like
1: it. I got a little concussion, um like probably are still watching. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> the no, diet we just had diet one <laughs> on the I'll repeat. Um I had a pretty like minor concussion from training like i didn't get knocked out i got kneed in the in the side of the head like yeah. i got kneed right in the temple oh shit i kept i, I had to stop for like i kind of stopped for like a minute just to yeah. just to like oh, fuck all right i'll like clear my head a little bit and um and then i, st- I just went back i kept training and uh kept rolling and then it was a the class started at like 9 30 so by 10 yeah. 30 i was done Went home, had a shower. Come in here. I started like trying to work, and like that corner where I edit is like it's pretty dark. There's only yeah, like yeah. that one light. So the I had the screen. I turned that light off, and then I had the screen brightness all the way down. So I'm like practically yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. in the dark, and I couldn't fucking sit there. Yeah. And then I got in the worst mood, dude. Like yeah. Fucking, I was ropeable. Like <laughs> so fucking angry. And then I was like, because I've had a couple concussions yeah, yeah. before from motocross. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm, I need to go home. Like, okay, yeah. I, I definitely got a concussion. So then I went, I walked downstairs. I could barely drive home. I only live yeah. two Ks from here. could barely drive home. And then I just went and just fucking was on the couch. I yeah. shut all the blinds. I was like, dude. So um, I can't imagine. I've had one bad one where I was like properly out and like, yeah. I hit the... I basically... I, I fucking actually hit a lapper in a set of oh, whoops. Oh no, fucking way! Yeah, this dude swapped out in the whoops in front of me and that, across. like across. Yeah, and he just went and I hit him oh, like, oh fuck's like, sake, Tivo, this kind of dude. And then I went over the bars and stopped in the face of a of a tabletop. So I just hit this fucking up ramp, bang. I didn't know who my dad was. Like it was like a proper concussion, dude. But this one felt. I guess I don't really remember how that big one felt, but I, I remember being real angry and, like, stuff when I was in hospital. Yeah. And I remember I remember we drove home from Mariba. It was a Mariba, like, club day. And it's, like, a real tiny town. They've only got KFC. <laughs> like, that's the only thing in this <laughs> yeah, town. And I remember, like, yelling at my parents to get me McDonald's when we got out of the hospital. And they're both like, there's no fucking McDonald's here, dude. And I'm, like, 18 or 19. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I wasn't, like, a little kid. But I was, like, fucking... Get me, fuck me. Like, I was losing my shit. But <laughs> this one made me feel worse, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Like, and it, I didn't even go out. That just, fuck, man, rung my belly.
2: Dude, it's it's so crazy how gentle our heads are, huh? Mm. Like, we've got to really take care of them. Because at the end of the day, if your head doesn't work, nothing else works.
1: Well, that's what's cool about you saying the whole Spanish thing. Because it's like, you're really pushing. Because, like, I don't think people understand that your brain is it's basically just like networks so like you just create it's like electrical signals that you create so if you do the same thing over and over and over and over again so like language yeah you speak english you're using the same patterns of like neurons firing in your brain to produce those same words and over time you just do it and all of the other stuff around it's like it's like grooving something in with like a saw or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but when you push yourself to learn a new language it's like you've got to create all of these new neurological connections in your brain to like yeah, produce just, the yeah, sound yeah. to memorize the word to understand it in the context of language like that's it's not a it's not a small deal to learn a new language
2: no it's i, and I definitely find learning it is so much harder as I get older. Yeah. And I definitely envy the the kids who grow up speaking a second language. Like, I could have learned Greek when I was younger because my dad speaks Greek. Oh, really? And my grandpa's, like, actually from Greece and my godfather's from Greece as well. And they all speak Greek. But at the end of the day, like, as much as I travel, I, like, wouldn't use Greek unless it was with Yeah, Spanish is the move. Like, yeah, there's more people on earth that speak Spanish than English right now. Yeah and for me to learn Spanish and plus like I have a lot of Hispanic fans like in Mexico and in Colombia and in Chile and, yeah, and just all all across the world really. Like it's so crazy that like that era of BMX is like so embraced by the Hispanic community yeah. and I want to connect with those people and I think for them, for me not having any reason at all to learn Spanish, for me to go and learn it just to communicate with my fans that speak Spanish and don't speak English would mean a lot to them and would mean a lot to the sport too yeah because like at the end of the day there's so many kids in in colombia and in you know mexico wherever that ride bikes i don't know what puerto rico rica, yeah like
1: there's so many dude countries. costa
2: rica is yeah. insane yeah. kenneth tensio from shout out to kenneth tensio he's uh done so much for the sport in costa rica yeah and like, it's a beautiful
1: country have you been there never i'd love oh, to go it's one so day so beautiful dude
2: yeah like, he lives... I can't remember where he lives, but he he has, a like, his own private ramp set up in Costa Rica. And it's just, like, such a beautiful part of the world. But he does so much for the sport down there, and I and I admire that. Yeah. And for me, I'd love to be able to connect to the kids down there like he does with all the kids from around the world, whether I speak Spanish and English.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking cool, man. I, I remember, learnt, like, not learning Spanish, but just, like, learning how important the spanish language is to even america like i got dude, friends yeah. dude what have you would you have ever watched like verb
2: moto back in the day dude i've heard of verb i know jeremy neal does some verb stuff yeah that's yeah. about it
1: yeah Probably. so wes williams a guy that started verbs one of my like best all time homies yeah and uh he grew up in atlanta oh, and shit, he okay. worked in a um he worked in a restaurant washing dishes and that motherfucker <laughs> can speak spanish yeah because he grew up working in a restaurant with a lot of, like, Spanish yeah. busboys and shit. That's so So, sick. like, it was crazy, man, because we'd travel all over the world yeah. filming, and we went to so many Spanish-speaking countries, and, like, rental cars and fucking restaurants yeah. and so much shit. He would just start speaking Spanish, and it was the coolest fucking thing in the world to me. And I, I like, half tried to Rosetta Stone Spanish <laughs> a little bit, yeah. like, probably three different times because it was just so useful man like insanely it is, yeah. fucking useful
2: it's very passionate language too like you really need to speak with the heart when you speak Spanish mm. I noticed that when I, when um, you know Spanish music is like with Bad Bunny and stuff it's just like you can tell that it's like it's got feeling behind the language and it's like very romantic language and mm. it's just like passionate it's a very passionate language and I admire that and and I'm a pretty passionate person like I'm passionate about my sport and family as well and that's what I kind of see that in the Spanish community in Spanish language as well yeah like it's crazy like no no one I know in my family speaks Spanish my dad knows nothing Spanish and it's funny because one of my best friends is Kevin Peraza and he's from he's from America but his parents are born in Mexico and he speaks perfect Spanish and he met my parents and he introduced himself in Spanish thinking they would speak Spanish. <laughs> that's and, crazy. And my mom was like, uh, uh, no, no, espan- no espanol. <laughs> no espanol. <laughs> no espanol, lo siento. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that's, um,
1: that's fucking funny, dude. Yeah,
2: but um he was just like, oh shit, sorry. like Did you research
1: yeah. like the best way to learn a language or did you just like do figure it out the way that you wanted to figure it out?
2: It's uh, For me, learning the language is just... As a kid, I like puzzles, and you just put the piece of the puzzles together. You just got to know what the pieces are, and for me to learn Spanish is just learning what sentences are. To me, they're pieces of the puzzle, and you just put them together. But for me, for Spanish, it's so hard to learn still because if you speak okay English, you can communicate with people from England, um, mm-hmm. Australia, America. Doesn't Canada doesn't matter where? Like, if you for me I, I speak Colombian Spanish, so. If I wanted to speak Spanish to someone from Spain, it'd be fucking so hard. Really? Like, like, the slang in different countries is so... Like, it's obviously pretty different when it comes from... With English, with, mm. you know, you know, you have English slang, American slang, and Australian slang, but it's, like, a whole different language in Spanish.
1: Is there, like, Colombian accent? And like a, then like a, you know, there, there, a, there a is Spain, Spanish accent or is it more the dialect and the way they speak?
2: Yeah, more dialect, but Colombian have more proper speak, like a more like, um, they pronounce their words properly in Colombia, where in, um, Costa Rica, they don't, they don't do the double, they don't roll their R's and mm. like, like if you want to say borracho, they just say borracho. Yeah. Like they, and like, yeah, it's just like that. And in Spain when, you know, you want to say, ¿cómo estás? They say, ¿cómo estás? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I, yeah, yeah, I've heard that, actually, yeah. yeah. Like, gracias. Yeah, like, you can yeah. hear that, like, yeah. It's very, like, feminine Spanish. Yeah, yeah. But, um, We're dude, Venezuela, where Daniel's from, fucking hard, they're hard motherfuckers, man. Really? Like, fucking ruthless motherfuckers. Marico, don't like, dude, they don't, dude, if you ever, like, if you ever go on youtube and look at venezuelan like gangs those guys fucking they make they put like nwa to shame in their <laughs> earliest days yeah the, do they run a their 12 year old kids running around with machetes like through canals and shit like dude gnarly but, motherfuckers yeah well
1: dude that's like i never had the respect for like how hard even just brazilians are dude
2: Dude, those guys are fucking ridiculous, bro. <laughs> they're
1: <laughs> fucking a different. Because I have to go train with those fucking animals every day, and like the Brazilian dudes, it's they're just different. Like whole we had, different breed. We had this one kid come over um, and train with us, and he was cousins with one of our one of the black belts. And I roll with him for the first time, and I I had him in a like an armbar, and he just didn't tap. <laughs> and I'm like, the kids, he's like 18. Yeah. And he was like, fucking good. And I just was like, man, like, yeah. I know this is fucking on. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. A- anybody else, they just tapped to this shit. And he's like, had fucking just pain all over his face. Like his elbow started popping out. And like, didn't give a fuck. I just let it go. I was like, I'm not <laughs> fucking breaking this poor cunt's arm. Huh? Like, yeah. but yeah, just storm. And then he looked at me like, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> like he just stone cold killer bro was like, he looked as soon as I like, yeah. as soon as I let go, it wasn't like, oh thanks, bro. It was just like, pussy. <laughs> and I was just like, you're a fucking savage. dude. Oh my god, <laughs> eighteen years old, Jeez. and it's like that's you know that's not that's not a gnarly Brazilian. That's no, just a yeah. fucking average Brazilian. Dude. Like crazy shit so, so i can't even imagine like the fucking like a venezuelan gang or something you know
2: dude yeah like i mean just any any south american and they go hard as fuck you know <laughs> dude those guys are just fucking ruthless
1: yeah have you had any like um really rad experiences traveling where like speaking spanish has been like a super fucking cool deal
2: you know what's crazy is i learned spanish in jan like i started speaking spanish in january and I haven't been at, been at any Spanish-speaking country since I started learning Spanish. Oh, really? Yeah. I I, I know a, a lot of my friends speak Spanish. Like, today I was speaking to my girlfriend in Spanish because she speaks Spanish as well. Oh, that's sick. Like, she went to school for, like, eight years to speak Spanish. Wow. And... Yeah, your
1: girlfriend's cool as fuck.
2: Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, really. Yeah. I'm
1: only like, the little bit that I met her, I was like, yeah, she's actually legit as fuck.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she's, um... Like, it was crazy. I was going to bring her out here tonight, but I feel like she'd be pretty bored sitting in the corner. She's like,
1: it's fucking sick of hearing you talking.
2: Dude, it's so funny. I came out today uh, to get ready to come see you, to do this podcast, and she was in the car park drinking beers with the boys. (laughs) And I'm just like, fuck. She's in the crew more than I am, you know? (laughs) But she's awesome. They all love her, and I love her as well. She's cool. Yeah, that's fucking sick. She came all the way from America to be here with me to do these events and stuff.
1: Yeah, so what are the events that you're here for? So it's nationals this weekend, right?
2: Yeah, the Australian National Championships are this weekend. So tomorrow, well, this is Friday, so tomorrow is our C1, which is you can get Olympic points for, and Sunday is the national championship. And if Logan and I can get sec- first and second there and Logan can win tomorrow, then we'll be in front of America by 30 points, which is a bee's dick like Mm. nothing
1: so when does the qualification process stop
2: May 2020 yeah okay so it's like how many events are it like it's your top six world cups and there's only five Yeah. but there's apparently going to be a sixth uh, being announced soon apparently I can't remember where it is I heard Russia I've heard Spain which would be good yeah. and I've also heard. Um, yeah, they
1: don't speak Spanish in Russia. No,
2: nah. dude, <laughs> Russian. I, I I speak a little bit of Russian too. What? I mean, I just know bad words. Yeah, okay. I don't speak Russian, but I, I know bad words. Yeah, yeah. But um, dude Russian's insane. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, your top six C ones, uh, your top six World Cups, yeah. and your top two World Championship finishes, which I have a bronze and a f- and a first, which is good. Yeah. And I have three uh, three world cup wins if three c1 wins but you can max out at six c1s Uh, so i have to but for me which is good uh i get to go to america and do their c1s and block their points and get points from for australia for us fuck this is a
1: process bro
2: it's a strategy man it's like like
1: who's helping you with the strategy
2: uh like logan we work together and as well as wade boots from australian cycling and Everyone else, those guys, they really support us with this whole deal, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so has
1: it been? Has it been interesting to like go through the process of working on this whole deal with Logan?
2: You know what? It's been it's been really good. Like I don't like been, I bet it's
1: been cool as fuck in the end, but it'd be weird.
2: I I um. We've always been competitors, and we're going to be competitors at the end of the day. We both want to win. Yeah. But I feel like for us, for us both to go to Tokyo, we need each other, you know, and and. I'd rather us be there together and then turn the friendship off for a week to do the event. And then after it will be friends. Like, I want, like, obviously, like, once we're both there, then we can be rivals. Yeah. So just like, look, man, let's just work together so we can both can go. And then once we're there and we're good, then, yeah, like if you don't want to talk to me for the three months before it, cool. Um, but if you do, sick, um... You know we're both going after the same thing i respect you, you respect me and you know like i'm not gonna be mad if you win i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be you know i don't want you to be mad at me if i win too yeah. you know like wait we, we both want the same thing and i want to and I, I respect you and let's let's we're on this journey together like what it doesn't matter who wins we're the first two bmx riders to represent australia in the in our sport in the <laughs> olympic games dude like no like whether we win or not like people are going to remember the gold medalist but when it comes to like storybooks like the first two olympians yeah to represent australian bmx freestyle park at the olympics that brandon leopold and Logan martin i think that's like going down the history books as two gold medals right there
1: yeah dude i love the passion that you've got for this shit it's fucking <laughs> it's awesome
2: thanks man <laughs> no it's, it's uh you know you gotta have it man i feel like if you don't have it like you're boring like I feel like there's a lot of motor dudes I watched. That I watch, you know, that race on the AMA circuit and plus outdoors, and you can just tell that they're fake. You can just tell that it's it's a blueprinted speech, and you can tell they all sound the same. Yeah, they get up there that and they say the same things, and they they wear the fucking same shit, and it's just boring. Yeah, that's one thing. Oh, I love motocross, but that's like the most boring part for me is listening to, yeah, we're a really good start. Uh, yeah. it came around the inside got taken out a little bit there but uh you know made my way through the pack yeah uh, and I'm just, it's just like, shut the, the fuck up man yeah but for me I'd just rather just come out and just be like yo <laughs> yeah <laughs> just say like what my heart desires you know and, yeah and I have the same thing with Logan and you know we he respects me I respect him and you know the rivalry will start once we're in Tokyo but once you know once May 2020 comes around and we're both going to Tokyo it's obviously it's going to change a little I can definitely tell it's going to change a little bit but for the better Mm. it's just going to be like look man you go do your shit I'll do mine and make the best man win but you know if if you win or if I win let's just not be mad at each other let's be happy for each other Mm -hmm. and that's the one thing that I definitely can see is like I'd like for me I'd rather win being happy than lose being sad yeah like I'd rather be like for me winning I win before the contest is even over I'll win when I'm like happy that guy pulled his run and I'm happy Mm. that Logan rode his best and I still beat him because that's better than winning to me is beating Mm. them at their best yeah so that's just like where I'm at right now it's just just like just going through that whole deal is, is definitely different and it's it's a learning process we've only learnt we started learning about it in 2017 yeah like we only got announced Which is really
1: when your career fucking started yeah really you know in terms of like the main stage right
2: yeah that's yeah my my career started a little over two years ago mm. even though i've been riding a bike more than half my life yeah my career started two years ago
1: yeah it's crazy to think huh
2: dude What the fuck?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, man, fucking, we just about did three hours, brother. Oh, um, really? Yeah, man. I'm fucking, I'm keen to get some food and fucking have a nap. (laughs) Dude,
2: I know, right? Fuck. I need to go get some toilet paper and get some fucking (laughs) shit. Yeah, Dude, we ran out of toilet paper in the hotel room. not 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 hotel room it's like an apartment but they don't come clean the rooms yeah right and we and they'll and i'm like hey can we get some toilet paper and they're They're just like like, nope you're on your own yeah we
1: we don't do that shit here bro (laughs) that's fucked up uh well yeah man i really appreciate you coming on and uh yeah good luck for everything um to qualify hopefully you and logan uh get to qualify for the olympics and then we got a couple fucking aussie boys standing up one two And, uh, yeah, let's start fucking looping out or in the loop. In the loop, yeah.
2: Hopefully when Logan and I get on the um, Olympic team and we're both going to Tokyo, maybe we both can come back and talk about it. Dude, fucking (laughs) nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I want to get Logan on at some point as well. I'd love to have you guys on together. Yeah, that'd be sick. All right, well, I really appreciate it,
2: dude. Thanks for
0: coming on. You're the man, bro.
2: You're the man. Thanks for this. No worries, bro.